deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. I'd like to it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Because the wizard world has opened up as has the Griffin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for laughs fans. I am your host, ZC. And I'm Liz. And Liz, I have been. I've been having a good non-Harry Potter related time this week. That's that's so wonderful to hear. Right? We've been That's we've, delightful. We've been bogged down with with just keeping up with Joe in our spare time over the past few weeks. She's kind of retreated again, it seems. Um, and we haven't gotten any like major there there haven't there haven't been any like major kerfuffles in the Harry Potter space for a little bit. Um we we're in the clear. Are you are you making use of this time? Are you are you expanding your horizons? Are you filling that 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 Harry Potter drama time with anything else? How's that been going for you? I'm I'm blissful. I feel like I cracking feel cracking a cold one. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm cracking a cold one. I'm drinking a vanilla uh, Coke Zero right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we we had our dish sesh last week, mm-hmm. and I feel purified blissful <laughs> that's still going unburdened by the, way. <laughs> the zoom calls are happening mm. yeah I but I, I do not I, see it i do not see it that's right <laughs> uh i've been i've been enjoying a different kind of uh, uh internet news which is um have you been following the like nintendo leak stuff oh yeah uh, uh, like, are you are you like obsessively following all the stuff people are finding about Ocarina of Time in there? Because that's that's me. I'm 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 watching that like a hawk right now. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess a little bit. Um, haven't had a lot of time to be super attentive to it, so I mostly see what kind of floats floats to the top, mm-hmm. lo- long Yoshi, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I I appreciate the long Yoshi. My favorite Yoshi from these leaks is the one that's like right before the final design that they found. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like, he's got an even bigger nose, but he has kind of a mischievous grin on his face. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's kind of a, a mischievous little guy instead of a funny little guy. Right, yeah. And I'm kind of into that. Um... I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just, I'm talking about this because I'm just, I'm indulging, right? Okay. Like, yeah. I don't, we don't have to talk about J.K. Rowling saying any, anything right now, knocking on I wood. I mean, she did. Well, it just is not news. It's just, it's not news. It's nothing new. She's just, she's, she's saying the same dumb shit she has been. Nothing, nothing, nothing worth dissecting at this point. Um, um, but it makes me wonder, like, you know, if we, if we got the chance, if someone hacked J.K. Rowling's computer and uploaded mm. two terabytes of of old uh, uh, Harry Potter notes and stuff to the web, what would you be looking? What would the first thing you would go looking for? Mafalda. Ma- oh yes, we we was got that her, to. Was that her name? Yes, I think it was. Yeah, because well, um, there's Mafalda Hopkirk, which we get to in this chapter. Who yeah, but I want to see. Name. I want to see Shadow Mafalda, Hermione's Slytherin foil, right? Uh, from book two. Yeah, that is that is a, a, a tantalizing mystery for sure. Um, I think for me, I I want to know. I would I would want. Okay, I want dated notes, mm. and I want to know 
when Horcruxes were first invented. I want to know when she, when the first time she wrote the word Horcrux. That would be mine, I think. I'm picturing, um, like, <laughs> like mid-2000s era horror movie style, like normal notes, and then you find uh, pages in the middle, and they're just, <laughs> they have, like, scary stick figure drawings on them. <laughs> and the word Horcrux circled, like, thousands of times yeah. in, an, in an obsessive frenzy, um, sort of, you know, the ring yeah. style. Ooh, yeah, I love that. Yes, no, that would that would be what I would go searching for cuz cuz you know, we're getting such an interesting picture of the development of of these uh these classic Nintendo games through these leaks and I'm just like, you know, for as much as she likes to tell us uh, uh new lore or as she hasn't for a while now, but you know, she used to love to tell us all this new lore. I want to know I want to go I want to go back. I want to see I want to see all of the juicy details that that we didn't get to see in the books. Um, so if any, if any super hackers are out there listening, uh, who, who know how to get into JK Rowling's computer, let us know parody, not, not, not suggesting that, but, but unless, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, if this, what if the super hacker, there's two doors in front of them, two virtual doors, um, kind of like back alley matrix style. Mm. Um, and one of them is JK Rowling's like compiled compiled notes mm-hmm. from writing Harry Potter. And the other one is um, pages of winds of winter uh, by George R. R. Martin. <laughs> <laughs> well, like which, which door, which door do you choose? Uh, I mean, probably the, probably the JK Rowling door. Like one, cause I think there's just more material there. Right. Yeah. Like, sure. like there's so much juicy uh, Harry Potter leak material we could get out of that. Uh huh. But also like, I'm now, I have my frustration with waiting for the next uh, Song of Game and Thrones novel <laughs> has like looped back around to a weird form of respect for the guy. Yeah. Where I'm like, yeah, man, fuck it. Like, like you, you, you know, you sold the TV show. Uh, you, you, you wrote some good novels. You have, a, I'm, I, he's got like a nice house out in Santa Fe or whatever. He just sure. watches football all day. Good for him. Great. He's yeah. living the dream. I mean, especially reading Harry Potter. I maybe this is going to be very controversial, but I would like to normalize authors losing interest in their novels and stopping <laughs> writing them. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want enough. to. Sure. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, he does not. You know, I, I, as frustrated as I am, as much as I love those novels and would love to see them concluded, if if his his heart's not in it, those would be bad novels. So yeah, I don't know. Feast of Crows was kind of a disaster, anyway. Yeah, it was. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's not like the last one was was fantastic, anyway. So yeah, if his if his heart's not in it, I'm I'm not gonna make him do it. You know. Yeah. It would have imagine all the pain we would have been spared if if J.K. Rowling stopped writing Harry Potter when she clearly stopped being interested in it around book book six. I, I was gonna say like book four. What if they had like <laughs> yeah, books yeah. one through four? Yeah, being too generous. Yeah, but yeah, book five is one where it's like, oh, you wanted to write a spy novel, huh? Yeah. 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 So I, I I would definitely choose the Harry Potter notes. I think I think at this point I will let. I will let George R. R. Martin rest if he decides to write those books eventually. Great. Would love to read them. But uh, but at this point, I'm like, seems like it seems like you're done. And you know what? I'm fine with that. I'm doing a thought experiment mm. imagining how different the course of my life would have been 
Mm-hmm. And, and what I would be saying right now had had nothing else changed, and you know, I was as into Harry Potter as I as I was as a teen. Yeah. Um. And she wrote books one through four, and then just stopped. Mm-hmm. Like, what? What if she was still sitting on them? She wasn't, you know, like uh, current her bullshit aside, was just saying like, yeah, I'll release the fifth. I've got pages. I'll release it. We're imagining like an alternate universe where like like the books disappeared and like she didn't become as big of like a social media presence and she wasn't a turf but she just like appeared she just like appeared like every couple weeks maybe to like tweet and like oh because then the wizarding lore tweets would be like really great for everyone right (laughs) if she was if she was coming every two weeks and was like like um sorry i haven't finished book five yet um but i do have a little tidbit for you did you know that uh, the number one single in the Wizarding World has been the Venga Boys Venga Bus for five <laughs> years running, and and like that's and we get that every every few weeks or so, and we're content with it. And we're like, yeah. boy, this is a great world she's building out. I can't wait to see what the novel's like. Right. You know, I think that's a better world, probably. I mean, I mean, I'm just wondering, like, would I, like, imagining myself as I am today, would I be like? I wish she would release book five. Mm-hmm. Like, would that be in the back of my head? Or would I have, like, let go by now? Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, what are some, like, what are some things that I like that technically have sequels coming? And I'm, like, kind of coming up. Like, there are things that, like, if announced, I would be excited for. I mean, like, like, like Vampire the Masquerade 2 is coming soon, right? And yeah. like that's that's great, but I don't know. I wasn't sitting around expecting a sequel to that, right? I'm just more like delighted that one did get announced. They're making a new Baldur's Gate game. New Baldur's that's Gate. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But again, I don't know if I was sitting like I I'm I was <laughs> I was playing other RPGs and going like, "Damn, I love Baldur's Gate 2." Uh, but I don't know if I was going like, I need to know what happens in Baldur's Gate 3, right? Like, I, I, I don't know. where. I mean, I guess the difference is that it's not like Baldur's Gate was like, there's going to be seven Baldur's Gates. And then every, <laughs> right. and then, and then every like, you know, year or so they came out and were like, we're working on it. Yeah. I think the, 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 the best parallel I can draw that I'm like mostly aware of is like Shenmue, right? Sure. Like, like Shenmue fans finally got Shenmue 3 after 20 years or whatever and mm-hmm. happy for them um but like I I definitely was not sitting around going like damn I can't wait for the next part of Shenmue I'm trying god there's got to be something that I'm like ooh I can't like like I, I feel I feel like I missed it you know I feel like I'm missing something by not seeing the next part of this but I don't I, d- I don't know I don't know if I have anything like that right now mm. in my life berserk maybe mm. Uh, I know Hunter, I was about to say Hunter x Hunter, but I know that people yell at you if you say that. I know that Hunter, Hunter, Hunter fans uh, experience this every, every year because it goes on hiatus randomly. Mm. Uh, But yeah, other than that, I'm not, not coming up with any big ones, really. Endings are tricky. They are. They're, they're really hard to do. Um, Ending ending a story is an emotional affair, I would say. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I understand if authors have a hard time closing, you know, closing the book on 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 the world they created or whatever. Um, I I I I bet Harry Potter would be a better cultural institution if it hadn't finished. 
That's 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 my prediction. I um I believe that Supernatural is going to end this year. Yeah. And yeah. and I did a quick Google search of it. Um it's supposed to the finale is supposed to air fourth quarter 2020. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that is Oh, right. Uh, pre yeah. or post coronavirus. I don't know if it got delayed or or what's going on. But I am I'm concerned that Supernatural has been running for so long that it might create some sort of like time space vacuum when it ends. <laughs> yeah, not having Supernatural on the air will be weird. Supernatural is one of those things where like I keep forgetting that it is technically still going. But mm-hmm. I think the news of it not going, that's going to, there's going to be some sort of tectonic shift there. I uh, just think, I just think fandoms have a tough time with endings because mm-hmm. I think that endings, endings of a story run counter to what fandoms like, like organic mission statements. Yeah. Is. This yeah. is some brain, this is some brain genius stuff. I'm mm-hmm. just pulling right off, off the top of the dome. But I just, I think that like, the ongoing nature of a story that is being told forever mm-hmm. feeds fandom. And I think that like endings are such a like knife's edge. People are going to be mad no matter what. It's very, yeah. Fan, the way fandom behaves specifically now, mm-hmm. um, the, like the way, and, and like the way that like internet culture has intersected with fandom stuff um it's difficult to write an ending probably that's like something that is both emotionally satisfying for people who are expecting a payoff right mm-hmm. so this goes back to my thing where i'm like i'm always empathizing with the the harry potter fans who are reading who like want a twist right like sure. like like yeah. people people want that catharsis they want that to be surprised or they want a big emotional payoff and so it's hard to do something that does that but also leaves enough open like thematically that people just don't stop talking about it forever Mm -hmm. right yep because because like that is also a bummer when when something ends and people just completely run out of things to say about it um and i you know if a show just doesn't have any like big juicy meaty themes to like dig into and it (laughs) ends that like that's toast right like it's over uh because because no one unless someone's coming to it fresh for the very first time and has had literally nothing spoiled for them you're not gonna like have anyone to have a conversation with about that stuff mm-hmm. um so i'm very curious whether like once supernatural ends will i ever hear about supernatural again right because i this yeah. isn't me this isn't me being mean to supernatural i like i've never watched it really so i don't know but i'm like it rules yeah, I'm sure it's great. I just like I I'm like I'm like <laughs> if if supernatural is something that I hear about like every once a week maybe. Sure. And I'm like it's Really like, that much? Yeah, I just just you know like through Twitter or, or something I'll like I'll hear it mentioned or I'll see a screen cap or whatever. Yeah. Um like and but like that is like comforting to know it exists. It's like it's like when you know when I even though the last album was awful, I know that Green Day is still making music and that comforts me in some way, right? Sure. Yeah. Um but if Supernatural ends and I stop hearing about it, that's I I'm that's a little eerie to me. I'm so used to seeing it. Here's the thing. There is no way 
there is absolutely no way you can write a satisfying ending to Supernatural. It's been running <laughs> for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. That's like, you're entering into soap opera territory. Like, I think I think it is a fool's errand to try to end Supernatural. Yeah. And I, I think much like Harry Potter, Supernatural would be like like a more um uh uh lasting pop culture icon if it didn't have a proper ending if harry potter just like never got book five six seven Uh uh-huh i think i think we would probably see more interesting harry potter stuff Mm -hmm. from like the fandom and like maybe you know maybe like movies like like you know maybe maybe the movies would have to like make their own ending like the Game of Thrones show did right mm-hmm. uh uh maybe maybe I don't know we'd just be like living in a weirder world where um we just didn't have to read this fucking Deathly Hallows book I mean I think that even the movies could exist as they exist now in a world where the books weren't written and they would feel like bad fan endings <laughs> right yeah exactly. Kind of like the show, the Game of Thrones show does, right? Where it's like people don't want to accept that that's the real ending. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's so a long story short. Someone please, this isn't this isn't me endorsing it. I'm mean, let me phrase let me phrase this carefully. It would be interesting if someone all of J.K. Rowling's notes on Harry <laughs> Potter. They're probably locked in a whimsical, a whimsical physical box in a treehouse somewhere. Ooh, yeah, they're in one of the treehouses. They've got. This like is a, more of a heist situation, I think, than a hacking situation. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because we, we, I mean, we saw that documentary where she like had the big box of like. Hmm. Um, what? <laughs> I wonder though if there's like, do you think there's a chance that like. You know, we, we've talked a lot about J.K. Rowling and uh, middle-aged moments, right? That was her whole mm. excuse the first time the transphobia stuff blew up. Haha, <laughs> yeah. Do you think that it's possible that she has made a real middle-aged moment in her life? Mm. And, like, digitized and scanned all those notes and just, like, uploaded them to Photobucket or something? <laughs> Do you think there like might be like some un like some undiscovered photo bucket or or like image shack folder that just has all these notes that no one's seen just because you know she's never shared the link or anything? Do you think that that's possible? I I think yes, but I do think that they're just probably in a box somewhere, <laughs> probably right next to the Ichabog. <laughs> <sighs> this this is all a very roundabout. I'm just I'm I'm basking in not having much news this week. Wonderful. We we've 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 just we've been hitting the news cycle hard recently. Everything has been miserable. Um, and then last week we kind of we got kind of got to go off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so now now we're just taking it easy. And in the spirit of that, I do have one news story here. Great. Um, that that is is a little throwback to the way the news segments on this show used to play out. Hmm. This is from Digital Spy. Harry Potter unveils magical new Christmas Funko Pops and snow globes. <laughs> How to buy? <laughs> um, they have announced an advent calendar with twenty four days of things to open. 
as well as the Wizarding World themed one, this year will also see the debut of Funko Advent calendars based on The Nightmare Before Christmas and Dragon Ball Z. So there's a Harry Potter one, a Dragon Ball Z one, and I've already forgotten the other one. Nightmare Before, Before Christmas. Hmm. And are there little Funko Pops inside? It's, uh, 24. It looks like they contain... Let me see. Uh, checking the Funko Pop website. It just says 24-piece advent calendar. It does not say what all the pieces are. The box has a picture of a big, hairy Funko Pop. Uh, Harry, Ron, Hermione, Hagrid, collection, piece, 24-piece advent calendar, vinyl. Okay, so I think all of them contain a little a little Funko Pop. Like, how, are they like an inch tall? Yeah, they're the baby ones. There's the pocket pops, I think they're called, or the dorbs or whatever. <sighs> they've, they've, got, they've got a Funko Pop in all sides. They've got a 10-inch Dobby. They've got a 1-inch Dobby. They've got mm. every every size of piece of plastic that you could imagine they have made. Did we miss out on 10-inch Dobby? I wonder, yeah, we probably did. Let me look real quick. I don't how, really I don't really know how this inch. the whole Funko Pops thing works. Uh 10-inch Dobby. If I go shopping. <laughs> um okay. I think it was a Target exclusive. It was a Target exclusive. There was I mean, I think both of us independently like had moments where we like went to Target, saw them, and were like Maybe we gotta I get the, we gotta get this 10-inch Dobby. F- forgot. Okay, it looks like the 10-inch Dobby is no longer available in stores, but oh. it looks like the price has not really skyrocketed on resale. <laughs> so we could get a 10-inch Dobby if we wanted to. At some, I think we should get a 10-inch Dobby at some point. Looks like they're only about. Forty bucks, fifty bucks. That's depending. so expensive. Well, yeah, but they were thirty-five new, so not not a crazy markup. I mean, it's worth about ten cents worth of plastic, right? But like, you know, I don't want that in my house. <laughs> I know, I I know, I love that funny little guy, but <laughs> you don't want ten-inch Dobby hanging around. No, and like it'll collect dust, and I'll be like, oh, I have to dust the ten-inch Dobby. <laughs> Make sure the 10-inch Dobby is presentable. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I'm yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm maybe maybe one day I'll I'll splurge and get a 10-inch Dobby, but for now, it just <laughs> remains in our dreams. Ne- settle are, down. Are there are there, cre- are, there <laughs> are there creature um creature Funko Ooh, Pops? Creature I mean Funko there's gotta be. Pop. They make a Funko Pop for everything. Um no, just a custom one. No way. Yeah, there's no official one. There's someone's made a custom one where they've like edited the Dobby one. I found an article called The Ten Rarest Harry Potter Funko Pops. Oh. What do we but got? It, I don't know why because it's not gonna be creature. This it's just the problem the problem with all of these like rarest Funko Pop articles is that they're just completely meaningless to me well the, um, the thing that rules about like the oh what what's the rarest funko pop things is that these things are all like other than the ones that are like specifically labeled as like oh this is the rare one in the set the, i mean they're just like uh, these little pieces of plastic that are like churned out by the millions like they're not like rare like hard to find 
<laughs> items, right? Like they're, they're well, I, the, all the really rare ones are like Comic Con exclusives. Yeah. I guess they made like Snape as the Bogart, so in like uh, Neville's grandma's oh. clothing. Okay, that one is um was a Comic Con exclusive, but even then, it's still just like fifty bucks, which does not seem very. Uh, I mean, that's like too much, but it's not like crazy rarity prices, right? Yeah. 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 Toy toy prices are, are are a nightmare. It looks like the the most expensive one is is very cheap, which is Luna with glasses, um, and it's seventy dollars. And I don't mean to say that's very cheap, but like you know, I've bought magic cards before. So. Right, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I I have bought I have bought rare toys before. Uh huh. I know I know what a rare toy costs. That's that's mm-hmm. on the low end for sure. Yeah, I'm just a little surprised. Well, good for Funko collectors, I guess that the that the ceiling is uh, is not too high. I'm just looking at the Dobby. He's dreadful. He's a horrible little guy, but I love him anyway. Ugh. The creature one is really funny because all they did was like uh, uh, make his eyes a little meaner looking. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> which which I'm surprised that, that that Funko themselves haven't done. It seems like this person has got the gist of like how Funko makes their money, which is uh, printing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, maybe there aren't very many creature fans out there. I'm I'm going to, get to, to take a stand and say, you know what? For as many problems as this series has, I do like that funny little guy. I love, I love those funny little guys. All right. Well, speaking of creature and being a funny little guy, that's it for our news this week. I think it is time for us to get into our reading. What do you say? Sure. This week, we read chapter 12. It's called Magic is Might. A little sinister. Mm. Um, Harry, Ron, and Hermione have spent like a bunch of time in Grimmauld Place. I think it's approaching August. And we get a few scenes that's sort of kind of framing uh, their situation right now. Um, we, we jump right in uh, to Harry returning from some sort of mission that we don't get to see. And, and they have been coming and going from Grimmauld Place um, by operating on the like top step that is still um, secret, and there are Death Eaters like observing the house uh, as the, as they've been coming and going. Um, but as we're kind of thrown right into it without context, sort of, it's been revealed that they've been trying to scout the Ministry of Magic because they're going to perform uh, a heist to try to get the locket from Umbridge. We also see Creature. He's he's um, like attending to them as they've been been staying at Grimmauld Place. He's nice now because they're nice to him. That's right. Uh, but in this case, Harry is bringing back some bad news because every time one of them goes on like a scouting mission to uh, the Ministry, they try to kind of learn learn about the outside world. Um, and and the big thing that we learn is that Snape has been appointed the headmaster of Hogwarts, uh, and the the Caros, who I think we remember from Half Blood Prince, have been uh, appointed uh, teachers. Uh, one of them is the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, and the other one is the Potions teacher. Um, and they're like, "Oh no, this sucks! Snape is the headmaster. He's evil." Um, and Hermione has a has a brain blast and is like, "Oh." Um, there's a there's a portrait here that connects to a portrait in the headmaster's office, so I have to put put the put it in my handbag so that Snape can't spy on us. Um, they uh, spend some time squabbling over their big heist plans, um, uh, and it's at this point where Harry just kind of decides to make the decision that they're going to go, they're going to do their heist 
tomorrow um, and that they'll never be more prepared and they're just going to devolve into into kind of arguing uh, and are never going to feel like they're 100% ready. Um, Harry does have to get up after making this decision. He kind of goes and hides because he knows he's about to have a vision from Voldemort. Uh, and we get a short um, vision of Voldemort, like, killing some rando family, asking again. He's, he's looking for Gregorovich. Um, Hermione does figure out what, what he's, that Harry's having a vision and kind of scolds him uh, for uh, continuing to not use occlumency. Um, it's heist time. They go to the ministry. They knock, they, like, intercept three ministry workers. Um, Hermione becomes Mafalda Hopkirk. Um and they like stun her. They find another guy who's like a um, like a custodian, and they make him throw up until he goes home. And that's who Ron becomes. I think his name is Reg Cattermull. And then Harry gets some other random hairs of a guy he doesn't know. Um, and they enter the ministry, and there's like all this heightened security. Harry spends some time observing um, that things have changed. The ministry's a lot darker. It's not as bright. And instead of the cool fountain statue, there's a scary statue. Uh, that we'll get into later. It's the Magic is Might statue. Um, Harry kind of gets the impression as they as they do their undercover mission that he has he has taken the form of a a scary bad guy, especially when Yaxley, who Harry remembers being at um, at the scene when Dumbledore was killed as a Death Eater, comes up to talk to Ron, who is disguised as the custodian, kind of threatens him and is like, um, and and. I guess like, I'm gonna kill your wife. I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna kill your wife if you don't clean up my office. Um, so go do that. And then Ron is like, oh, now I have to go clean this guy's office, or this fake guy that I am is good. His wife is gonna get killed. Killed. Um, and they are going to Umbridge's office. Ron is, is goes off to do that. Hermione decides to go with him, but before she can, um, the elevator opens and Umbridge walks inside. And that's the end of the chapter. This chapter is so close. Mm. It's so close. I mm. love heist bullshit. I sure. Am, I am a sucker for a good heist. Um, Generally, what I like about about heists, though, is um, the characters look for information. Uh huh. Uh, they interpret the information. Uh huh. They come up with a plan. Uh huh. And then they execute on the plan. Yeah. And then they have like cool one liners, and there's like some kind of jazzy music that plays while they're doing that. Mm-hmm. We only get the executing part in this chapter, really. <laughs> It is pure aesthetic, but I do like the heist movie aesthetic. Yeah, I'm, I am trying to think of how to talk about this because I feel that there's part of it where I feel like the story is giving me what I've been asking for this whole time. Mm-hmm. So I feel bad about complaining about right. it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because all of this, like the things I complain about, which are like tone issues and it being like way too self-serious and all this like very serious, heavy political stuff that doesn't work. And then all of a sudden this chapter, like 12 chapters into Deathly Hallows, the last book in the series, it's like, let's have a cartoon heist at the ministry. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I I think this is easily the most fun this book has been yet. Mm-hmm. This is probably the most fun the series has been since book five. 
Was book five fun? That's what I mean. Like I, I, I don't. I'm tr- like, what was what was the most fun thing in book five? Crickets. Uh, but this this is this is a good time. Yeah. This is this it's is weird. Yeah, it has a lot of problems, but it is at least the first time that I was like having a good time reading Harry Potter in a while, right? I think a lot of very small improvements that I harp on anytime there's action in the series would have gone a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, like having the characters not just become complete randos and then interact with other complete randos. <laughs> um like stuff like that. But overall it was fun. Yeah. Um it's it's just like it, it, it is it is a window into a much better series and I, I I wish that we got like the more of the before parts of this chapter, right? And I also wish that they weren't going out of their way to not talk to any of the other characters we like. Mm-hmm. I think that is the part that that is maybe the biggest like flaw in this chapter for me mm-hmm. is like Harry at the very beginning, he comes back from from this. Uh, we, we, you know, we kind of start in media res here. Um, we don't know what Harry's doing. We're like a few months beyond where we last left off. Um, and this line where Harry comes back and he's like, oh, I saw your dad, by the way, he's fine. Um, it's a, it's a bummer that like Arthur is not helping them. I wish that we were getting this heist, but like the, all the other characters that we know and love who are in the order who work at the damn ministry were like also greasing their wheels on this thing, you know? Yeah, there's, like, a whole list of characters that could be featured here. I know that Arthur Weasley does show up in the next chapter yeah. and, like, interacts with Harry, but I just want him to be in on it. And there's also, like, Kingsley, who I know we don't know super well, but he's been around. Yeah, um, yeah Tonks. Tonks is someone that could have been could have been there, and also that would kind of uh, loop her back into the story mm-hmm. when we had, like, this big argument about their situation last chapter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's others. There's Percy Weasley. Yeah. Um, who's uh, presumably around still. Fudge could be there. I don't know. Like, yeah, there, there's, there's plenty of characters that we, we know and, and enjoy and who have reasons to be at the ministry at any given time. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and it would also just make it, the, the, like uh, the my thing about the, like how I appreciate how high stories work at the beginning here is like mm-hmm. high stories are about payoffs, right? Yeah. And what better way to get a big payoff than by having book seven end with a big heist, right? Like I'm actually yeah. like way into that idea. Uh-huh. Um, I think that uh uh. It is at least like I am comforted and like I, I am I am I enjoy the fact that there is at least some like enjoyable heist chapter in here after like slogging through all of the like action movie and <laughs> and like like poorly written drama stuff for the last few chapters. But it, it it for as much as I agree with you in the terms of like I don't want to complain now that we finally got into something fun. It's also like. It, it it really does highlight like like for as fun as it is it's like oh but it's missing the parts that would make this work right like it is it is a it is a 
oasis of fun in this like very dry book so far but it is it is still like well but like you know how did how did we get here why is this a heist thing why aren't we interacting with all these characters it's 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 both right it's like oh i love this but this isn't doing it very well well it's weird how referential it is like yeah. it, it isn't really a it's not really a heist story exactly. that's not what's really happening here it is just referencing heist stories like we get these like you said aesthetic scenes of them like pouring over maps and squabbling about like they have like a short argument because Ron mentions offhand that the custodians wear blue, like navy blue robes, and Hermione's like, "We've been planning this for two weeks, and you didn't think to mention that to mm-hmm, us," mm-hmm. which I, I think is like a really funny, good scene. But we don't actually get to hear what their plan is, or what, or any of the like the mechanics of the heist. Mm-hmm. We just know that it's happening because we've seen. Ocean's Eleven or whatever. Yeah, this is is a very weird chapter to read because, like, you know, we've we've joked before about, like, oh, J.K. Rowling wrote this after watching Lord of the Rings before, like, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think there's been a stronger one here than, uh, oh, J.K. Rowling caught Ocean's Eleven on TV while writing this. Like, it is... Like, down to the cadence of the dialogue uh, in, oh, yeah. in this, where, like, when when Harry walks in on Hermione at breakfast and she's just, like, coolly rattling off all, like, the important parts of their plan. And the part where Ron and Hermione are, like, finishing each other's sentences. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is, this is, this is Ocean's Eleven. And, like, part of me is like, fuck yes, I love Ocean's Eleven. That is... <laughs> Ocean's Eleven is like right. That is my comfort movie. Yeah, that, that is my like. I, if I just want to like turn my brain off and like watch a movie I like and have a good time, Ocean's Eleven, one of my favorites of all time. And, but like, but like this, that movie also like very cleverly sets up all of its high stuff. Whereas this is like dropping you into the third act of of Ocean's Eleven without any of the the setup, right? It, I mean, it just, because it's relying on it being a reference, it's like we are supposed to just assume that that stuff happened. Yeah. But then it wants to try to have a payoff for it. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if you can do that. Yeah. I don't know about that. And and like, here's, a, here's something that I would call a necessary part of the fun of a heist movie, which is that the like ensemble cast all brings their like special skill, mm-hmm. right? Like you've got like the hacker and you've got the like person that is good at like breaking into mechanical locks. Yeah, the like, disguises and, guy. Right. And it doesn't do that. Like it doesn't like make obstacles for the characters to be good at solving, mm-hmm. which I think would have been really fun. And I almost want it to um to be referential back to Philosopher's Stone. Like give them um uh like stuff to overcome as part of their plan, similar to like Harry Harry um or rather Ron doing the chess game and Hermione yeah, doing the like yeah. potion logic puzzle. Yeah, that's a really good point. You could you, like this is that for real, right? Like it's not at school anymore. They're doing it in the ministry or whatever, right? Yeah, I, I yeah, I saw. So I, I think that's a really good point. And also to your point about like a good heist movie, the whole point is like the ensemble and like what they bring to the story, right? And uh-huh. this 
uh, is a missed opportunity from that perspective as well, because this could be such a big world building flex too, mm-hmm. because, um, you know, obviously we have, what we, we, we've talked a little bit about how disappointing it is that, um, a lot of the stuff that we like about the, the wizarding world and like the, um, a lot of the symbols and a lot of like the magic that's been used in this series before they're sort of, they've sort of been relegated to like toolbox Mm-hmm. style storytelling stuff yeah but if you are doing a big heist thing that's the best place to 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 to, to do that right like oh yeah like if like if if you want to do a heist story uh that is when like toolbox magic suddenly becomes really beneficial because we know all the like mechanical rules of how all these or or we should know you know, like the mechanical rules of how all these spells work and to like see the characters come up with clever ways to utilize or circumvent those things would be really fun. Like it's, it's disappointing that like the, the majority of their plan revolves around Polyjuice Potion. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I'm not saying, oh, Polyjuice Potion shouldn't have factored in here, but it, it's so funny that Polyjuice Potion... This is, like, the third Polyjuice Potion thing that's come up in this book. Um, yeah. And it's... And it's also not the last. <laughs> and it's... But it's, like, it's never been, like, inverted or, or like, uh, um, like, like, you know, subverted in any interesting ways. It's just used the same way every time. You get the person's hair, you become them, and then, and then that's your disguise. There's... They haven't, like... One, they haven't done anything new or, or, like, clever with it. And then, also, we seem to exist in a world where Polyjuice Potion gets used all the time and is just, like, the de facto way to break any security. <laughs> Which just also makes the heist thing seem, like, I don't know, like, a little... It sucks some of the excitement out of it. Because, like, yeah, like you want to yeah, know... It's surprising. it's surprising that they don't, like do this thing where they're like, oh, we're going to take Polyjuice Potion, that's going to be part of their plan. But it's like they're going in for the first time, they knew about, you know, X, Y, and Z about the security, but uh uh-oh, they didn't realize that there was going to be an anti-Polyjuice Potion, like, force field or whatever, and (laughs) they have to circumvent that in some way. Like, that's like the unexpected obstacle that they have to figure out. Yeah, that's that's actually the other thing that is, like, critical, I think, in a good heist story, right? Is, Mm -hmm. like... You spend the first two acts gathering and planning. Right. And then in the third act, what you want to see is things going wrong and them having to change the plan on the fly. Right? Yeah. Because, like, they figured they figured out the guard patrols and they figured out, like, this security system and could break in. But there's always that, like, third thing that they mm-hmm. didn't they didn't know about. Yeah, there's some new variable that they didn't consider or, like, just some some, like you know, freak accident changes things and they have to like adjust on the fly. Like, like that stuff only works when you are given like what the plan is supposed to be beforehand. (laughs) And we don't get that. We just get like, okay, we're going into act three. Um, And it, uh, I I, I don't like it. Like I said, I enjoy it. I love, like I said, I am a sucker for heist stuff. One of my favorite kinds of, of, of storytelling. Um, (laughs) But like, uh, you, you gotta have all the, all the pieces there. Um, it's, it's, uh, it, it's a little too, like, it's, it's both too much and not enough, right? Like, like it is, it is so 
dripping with heist movie aesthetic stuff that I can't mm-hmm. help but like not you know appreciate it a lot. But at the same time, there's not enough there, and I'm like, oh, but like, could you imagine how good a like heist movie with all the Wizarding World rules and tools could be? Like, ooh, it's so that's such a good idea. Yeah, I know. I'm super into it. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the framing of this chapter for a second? Like yeah. right here at the top. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that the place that this has and the like the pacing is so bizarre here. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we're dropped into the third act of a heist movie, and part of me just really feels like this was the first thing she wrote of this book. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that we have had um a- in any of the Harry Potter books so far a like intro sequence where we go through several chapters of like Harry POV, like we're kind of getting into it and then having it like go back and reframe it all again. Cause obviously we've mm-hmm. had like, we've had other POV chapters start out and then we snap into Harry's POV afterward, mm-hmm. but it is really, I've do- I, this time lapse into being dropped into Harry having done stuff off screen is really strange. Yeah. I, I think too, the thing that like jumps out at me is just like, Oh wow, this is, this feels like the first chapter of something is that in the previous two chapters, we had it explained to us that death eaters were there watching Mm -hmm. them. And, um, also that, uh, uh, the, the, like, the potential that the secret was out there was, was part of the story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is, is not bad, and, like, that's a good way of building tension, but the thing that's very odd about this chapter intro is that it, it presents a, like, like, a, like an intentionally odd scenario, right? Like, oh, muggles were walking by and they were confused. Like, who are these funny guys in robes watching the, the join between these houses? Um, I like, I really like that imagery a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not mysterious to me because I, we, we, we know exactly why they're there and who they are and what they're watching and how they got that information, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to me, this has the this has the tone of like it reminds me very much of the first chapter of Philosopher's Stone. Yes, which where you know where where uh, it's from uh, uh, Vernon's perspective, and he's like seeing who are these funny little guys in purple robes walking around, right? Um, and that you know I, I, that's a great vibe, but it does feel like a parallel that was like maybe intended at one point, and then this got moved, maybe. Yeah, it just feels really weird to drop this in in, in chapter 12. Yeah, cuz none cuz none of the stuff that is described here and it's like it's really good. Like it's it's kind of languid. It um it has this like it has that like, you know, hot summer vibe. It, it, it mm-hmm. like takes like multiple pages to get to the actual like Harry story here. It's just like describing um people standing outside a building and and like what the people watching them are thinking about them. Um, uh, it's, it's like, it's, it's a very interesting way to start a chapter that's just very unlike, like, a chapter beginning of otherwise in this series, right? (laughs) Like, uh, like, uh, outside of an intro, it is, it is very weird to, like, have the, the, 
the language kind of stop and smell the roses here for a bit. Yeah, it it reminds me also of I think the beginning of book four or five. Maybe it was five where where we go um we see Harry for the first time and he's laying in the flower bed in front of the, the oh, kitchen yes. window, yeah, like listening yeah. listening for like through the window at the news. Mm-hmm. And we kind of it, because it's like we have to catch up to where Harry is. Yeah. Because there's a book in between. But there isn't a book in between here. <laughs> we just were there. Yeah. And we've been to the wedding. And we've seen, and Moody has died. And like all this stuff has happened. So it just creates a really weird effect. It's an interesting vibe. It's it's one of those things where I, like I wouldn't even, I, like I, I certainly wouldn't call this like a, a negative aspect of this chapter, but it's very Mm-mm. noticeable, right? Um, th- it's the I just I just really think this was the first chapter for at least a little while. Yeah, in in the drafts, I I think that I, I I would you know if we if we did get that that leak, that I guess maybe that's what I would go looking for. You know, was mm-hmm. was there a draft of Deathly Hallows where this was chapter one? Because I think it this would be a great first chapter. Uh, would, yeah, I'm. I'm so. I think this should be the first chapter. Quite frankly, I, and, and and the other thing is that like if 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 this was the first chapter, and then we got the um the build up to the heist kind of in reverse, you know, like if 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 the story kind of jumped back a bit, which I don't think is something that the series has ever really done, um, and, and you know maybe and, you know who knows maybe maybe that's why she ended up put putting it here in chronological order because i don't know if this this series has ever really dabbled in like out of order storytelling but it like i think that that would serve the story really well to have like just immediately throw the audience into an incredibly strange situation because that that raises so many fun fun to read questions right like why is creature being nice why is everyone in grimall place why are they looking for umbrage right like like those are those are like immediately interesting questions for anyone who like is invested in harry potter stuff right that are so much more interesting than like any of the cuz like like the questions in the book so far have been really fucking boring honestly like why is harry looking for grigorovich why is uh why is why do Death Eaters know where they are? Like, it's just, like, really kind of, like, uh, uh, sticky, like, kind of bogged down in the weeds lore questions, I guess. And not, like, characterful questions, which are, which, are, like, like how did, how did our, how did our characters get into this weird situation that's being described is a much more immediately arresting pitch for this book, I think. Yeah, I think this is also maybe one of the first times in a long time that some of the details here of the things the characters are doing, like, tickle that, like, fan impulse in me. Mm. Like, the the stuff about Harry sleeping in Sirius's bedroom is, like, yeah, that's so good. Like, that's so, um, it's almost, like, fan fiction-y in a nice way this yeah. time. Um that is like, oh, how did how did that happen? What's going on? Like, th- this is so crazy. But the problem is, we already know. Like, we've are, we've already <laughs> been there with Harry mm-hmm. and have gone through all that stuff about his bedroom and finding the letter. And I just think that, like, if it had started here, um, it would have been really interesting, especially because this book is trying to. Um, divorce the style of the previous books like it has has thrown the structure of those mm-hmm. in the trash we're doing a different thing yeah 
and and it's and there's that part where it references back like where they they're having a conversation they're like oh yeah we would be boarding the Hogwarts Express right now and Harry like thinks about it mm. and if you're really gonna throw that structure in the trash do it have this be yeah. chapter one have them start they you're jumping in third act of a heist movie and have Harry go like wow I would be on the Hogwarts Express right now yeah but it's like it chickened out yeah and yeah. it's like oh we oh actually we have to kind of follow that structure. But that's what makes this chapter feel so weird because it feels like we should be in the first chapter of Hogwarts mm-hmm. and we're not. Um, it's like it didn't quite commit to the bit and enough. The more I think about this, uh, I, I think this was the first chapter. I, I, right? I, I think specifically for me, it is the amount of outrageous things that are immediately present that would mm-hmm. that, that are like so um they, they are 100% like the kind of thing like if you were you know if you were writing a, a a book or a TV show or like a like and you're like your goal was to like intrigue and surprise the audience with the with like the very first thing they see right mm-hmm. like we 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 just get the laundry list here like why uh, why are there death eaters outside Grimmauld place because we know that Grimmauld place had a secret keeper um, mm-hmm. why is creature being nice? Well, the last time we saw creature, he was a horrible little goblin man. Um, why are they <laughs> looking for umbrage? I thought we'd seen the last of her, right? Like there's so they, like, th- those are all things that like people who like Harry Potter and are like invested in that story would see and go like, what the fuck? Even, even the dust ghost here, because yeah. seeing Harry walk into Grimmauld place and then having the like spectral, like, <laughs> like dead, like dead Dumbledore figure, but having him not react yeah. like, I, I, and be like going through these like rote motions of like, oh, I've seen this before. It, it is like, what, what's going on here? I think that that's a really good manifestation yeah, of yeah. the dust ghost, but it's just stupid because we had to have the horror sequence. <laughs> And having having to see him solve the puzzle first, yeah, it's it's so weird because because um the place that this chapter is in the book, none of those things are questions, right? We have uh-huh. just naturally gotten to these things. But if yeah. you if you move the if you look at this from the perspective of like oh this is a first chapter, those are all like the mo- like the most intriguing possible questions for a Harry Potter novel to ask. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like like it is so it's just full of like the most interesting mysteries possible if you look at it from that from that perspective oh my god yeah this is i think this is our best conspiracy theory yet <laughs> this was the first chapter at some point and that's cool I, like that, that's a, yeah that's cool like i think i i think that that is a i'm always fascinated by like editing as a process Mm-hmm. And like, obviously, the thing you don't get is always more interesting than the thing you get. But like, damn, I wish this was the first chapter. And at least there's like some enthusiasm in the writing. I think like even if that really was the case, then she watched Ocean's Eleven and then was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I know what I want to write, and then just started here. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, like, like for as for as like, you know, like 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 I I don't think that this is a good heist as is because we don't get any like. Like, none of the payoffs are set up, right? But, mm-hmm. it, the like, the cadence of, like, what's... Of, like, the action and the humor here is so good. Um, there's the bit where, you know, they, they've got to get their disguises to, to get into the ministry. And, like, the, that, like, bizarre scene where 
Hermione in Polyjuice Potion gives the guy a puking pastule and he just like immediately starts projectile vomiting everywhere. <laughs> and like, and she's going, oh, oh no, guess you'll have to stay home from work. Like it's really genuinely incredibly funny. Uh, and, yeah. And is, and is, but like has that like very like, like it has that like Ocean's Eleven sensibility, right? Like, like mm-hmm. that, that is something they do in Ocean's 13 actually is like mm. make a guy throw up and go like oh no guess you'll have to leave or whatever <laughs> like it's uh yeah it, i it, it's it, it just like it carries that aesthetic very well i just wish that there was a little more substance behind it reading this if i read just this chapter mm. and this was the first chapter that I had read of this, mm-hmm. what my guess about the structure of the story would be that this is chapter one and the heist is going to fail and the rest of the book is setting up an actual successful heist climax front to back. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Like, like this is, this is just going to be like a clever, told out of order story. And like this stuff, the the thing, the questions we have will get filled in by the rest of the book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, I wish I would be so excited. Can you imagine if this was the first chapter we read going in, and it was, and and we were like this enthusiastic about this book on day one? <laughs> yeah, but it's chapter twelve. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have a physical book this time, so I'm kind of sad that I can't like just look at how many, like what the fraction is mm-hmm. let me see if my we're like exactly a quarter tell me. of the way through i think yeah that's weird <laughs> this is some weird pacing stuff yeah this is a very strange chapter to just a strange energy to bring a quarter of the way through a book that has been this like grim so far i'm also just pretty sure that this book is going to be an entire series of heists now. I think that maybe she just like marathoned all the Oceans movies and then wrote a book that is entirely <laughs> half heist stories because there's the heist, this heist, they go, they do the ministry maybe again because I know that Hermione becomes Bellatrix. That's for and they Gringotts, also... I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it's a lot. Yeah, but the, that's the other thing too is knowing that there's going to be a like like doing two heists in one novel is interesting. I I'm going to say yeah. that's interesting. That's a that's a very odd choice. Um I guess if you have seven MacGuffins, at least two of them have to be heists, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So that's kind of like the broad uh aesthetic discussion of this chapter um we've got some other stuff to talk about though we've got um we've got uh, uh occlumency and and uh voldemort stuff to talk about first what do, what do you what do you make of this very convenient uh gregorovich mind mind meld thing going on here how long has voldemort been working on this oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, that's has true. He, uh, this is... just like last time we saw him, he was traveling down a scenic mountain path. Has he just been walking this whole time? <laughs> Can't wizards teleport? What? Walks... what is going on over there? He's just walking around Switzerland, knocking on every door, going, hello, is Grigorovich here? No? Okay, I'll shoot you. And then going on to the next. He's 
this is my thing with this chapter. I mean, like all of the Grigorovich, like <laughs> Voldemort mind palace stuff has been really silly, <laughs> but uh-huh. I'm thrilled that we have yet another Voldemort child murder. Like, oh, yeah. Like, like, does JK Rowling have no other ideas <laughs> on like how to establish that a character as a villain? You have to admit that's a very villainous it's thing a to very do. <laughs> it's true oh i would yes only a villain would kill children that is that is correct <laughs> only a real sicko <laughs> only a real sicko would murder kids that being said i would appreciate a little more creativity uh in 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 terms of like what the ultimate bad guy in the wizarding world does i i will say that i frankly did not even notice. Like, that is how little impact it has. Like, I was like, yeah, he showed up at someone's house and killed some randos to let us know that he's still looking for Gorovich. <laughs> but it just didn't even register with me. It is so... It's, it is nothing. What, what, what I think is very funny about it, specifically, is that for as much... Like, like maybe, maybe this is why Voldemort kills kids so often. His KDA... Versus mm. children is actually not that great. Not great, no. Like, like I would say, like if you, I, I, if you, if you looked at all of the, all of the, the sickos and all the villains in stories, <laughs> who have like been villains because they murdered kids before, I would say that most of them, I think their their KDA would be like one point right? Like Anakin Skywalker S plus tier, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Top of the leaderboard, Anakin Skywalker. Uh-huh. Um, I think Grindelwald only has, like, an assist, really. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. He... Not that there's anything wrong with assists. I'm just saying that <laughs> even, we talk about Grindelwald killing kids, but he really just told that, like, hot lady he's always with to kill the kid. Um, Voldemort has, was, he lost in a 1v1 versus Harry as a baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he lost against Harry again in um, uh, a, a Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. He missed out on getting an assist in book two. <laughs> Did not play in book three. No. Book four, uh, um, you know, again, defeated by Harry. In uh, a- yeah, got an assist when Wormtail killed Cedric, though. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Um, book... Five, did he murder any kids in book five? Um, no, he possessed Harry for a little while, oh, but then right. Harry's cape like ability to love k- kicked him out. Yeah, and then he flew away. I think. Yeah. Um, book six, he book six is interesting because he nearly got a team <laughs> kill if uh, if Draco had died. Um, uh, that. <laughs> reverse because he was trying to get draco to kill an old man yeah and draco's a kid but yeah but he also wouldn't he also like clearly wouldn't have been all that upset if draco had died it's, right you know it was kind of a win-win situation for him but yeah. draco's still alive so i'm gonna count that as another loss uh so i think i think really he just you know voldemort is walking around switzerland and he's like trying to pad out his kda a little bit <laughs> I unfortunately you can, you know once you, once you've lost one round you're never no you're never gonna get there. 
really embarrassing for him at the war room because you know he's got he's there with like his 10 guys or whatever on his team and it's like one of his guys is like no he's like i kill kids that's the only thing i care about oh that yeah um, that's mr. right mr got, grayback fuck he's got yeah he's got grayback on his team grayback is really outshining him in the child murder department <laughs> Grayback hangs outside of orphanages specifically so he can do, like, mass child murder. Yeah. Voldemort's like, oh, come on, man. Voldemort's like, Voldemort, like, tries to take him aside and is like, did I ever tell you that time that I, like, bullied some kids when I was 10? (laughs) And it's just, it's just really not, it's not a good look. It's embarrassing. (laughs) Voldemort's a little cringe. (sighs) Voldemort, stop killing kids. It's cringe. It's not scary. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah i the 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 whole conflict with harry's occlumency thing is so like it, it it's kind of nothing because we don't know what occlumency actually means other than if you do it it's good like we 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 even with like multiple chapters of occlumency lessons in book five we don't really have an understanding of like what it is and what it's like to do it right no um so like when whenever harry is like oh i'm really bad at it so stop yelling at me it's totally like meaningless because it's not like we have any idea of like what the mental toll on him would be if he was doing it right and it just kind of makes him look like a an annoying little wuss like well why aren't you doing it like the only reason he's not is because it needs to be there for the story really it's very convenient the effect of it feels more, especially because all that we know about it is Snape like yelling in his face, like clear your mind. Yeah. Um, it it has the effect like Harry is like trying to do one of those books uh, where you like cross your eyes and then move it away from you and it makes the 3D image <laughs> pop out. Magic eye. Yeah. But it's just like not doing it. And Hermione is just like, can you please just try? Can you at least take like an hour and just like try and you're going to figure it out? And he's like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> No, it gives me a headache. <laughs> I mean, like, like the closest parallel I can draw from the way that um, Snape talks about it is it's like meditation. Mm-hmm. Harry has plenty of time to meditate. All he's doing is sitting around in his room at this point. Other than any, we 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 learn in this chapter that he spent seven hours watching the entrance to the ministry today. So, like, I think he's got time. If, if it's really just meditation, <laughs> I think that he can try it out. Um, it's magic meditation. Yeah, but we do, we, but like we don't, we don't, um, we don't have any indication that it's like mentally taxing or anything, really. We just know that he's bad at it. Um, so this, 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 this is a like very frustrating and kind of useless subplot that just feel like the arguing that happens between him and Hermione really just feels like it's there to like, kind of clumsily lampshade that this is just a very convenient like flashback uh scenario you know like i think it would have been better off if it just kind of dropped the occlumency stuff mm-hmm. because i'm i'm at least sympathetic to the idea that like she feels the need to deliver like plot exposition this way yeah um you gotta do it somehow and, and you, you have to do it somehow i think it's a little silly but like i understand that we went through this whole like plot where harry is like oh i have this connection with voldemort maybe i can use it Uh oh he used it against me but it's okay because he broke the connection and now it's just back right 
And I think that we can just kind of leave it there. So it's weird to have a character be like, no, you're not supposed to do that. Although I do think the character moment where Harry's like, where Hermione's like, well, Dumbledore wouldn't have wanted you to do it. And Harry's like, well, he's fucking dead. So <laughs> yeah, I, I do like that. Like, I like the drama yeah. of it. Although that is that, although I, I, I guess I kind of like that. This too is that like, it's interesting seeing Harry play both sides of Dumbledore's death to get what he wants out of any conversation. Yeah. Cause, cause, uh, he's, he's very, uh, uh, willing to respect Dumbledore's dying wish of not telling anyone what their stupid mission is. Yeah. It almost makes him, me want Harry to try to get other people to join the ensemble cast and go to Arthur Weasley and be like, I need to break into the ministry. Mm-hmm. It's what Dumbledore would have wanted. Yeah. You to help me with that. Yeah. I like, let him be like a manipulative little shit. Yeah. Yeah, he's a teenage boy. He should be. Yeah. Um, I think I think mainly my 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 response to this is like like I think it's clumsy. I think it's a little cheap. But like 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 we said, you have to get the exposition out somehow. Um, but I think that the better way to handle it would be if if you have to deliver it this way, and you want to lampshade the like occlumency existing thing. It might be better to just have, and also this might work towards you know making the Horcrux clue thing a little clearer. Is like uh, Hermione coming in and saying like, "Aren't you supposed to be doing occlumency to prevent this stuff?" And him going like, "Yeah, yeah, I am, but it's it doesn't work with this. Maybe right, mm-hmm. like right, like maybe this is a level above occlumency or whatever, and or maybe it's just like, oh, I'm not good enough to block these ones out or whatever. Just just some something to." Uh, um, make it f- make me focus a little less on the fact that like we don't know what occlumency is other than a lampshade already, right? It's like lampshades upon lampshades here at this point. It's getting a little topsy turvy. Yeah, it's almost like we we needed to see him doing it for something unrelated. Yeah, like see him do it successfully and then say like it doesn't work for this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because then we would it would like kill two birds with one stone, mm-hmm. and then we would know what it was like. And know what it is. Yeah. But then also just still be able to deliver this yeah. uh, exposition. I'm I'm just being whiny because I think the <laughs> Deathly Hallows shouldn't be in this book at all. <laughs> I think I think it, I think it should just be pure Horcruxes yeah. at this point. I I think that everything, the, all the clues and everything leading us to the Hallows feels extraneous to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I I, I think I think that. Six MacGuffins is already a lot of MacGuffins. Nine MacGuffins is a problem, I think. I don't, I don't know. Voldemort's like the, the, the like, undead, lives forever dictator guy, and he has a bunch of phylacteries. Is that not good enough? <laughs> yeah. A lot of good stories get away with one MacGuffin, you know? Like- I, yeah. I don't know that seems evil to me and I just want it to especially if we're gonna have this be a cartoon heist like take it like have him just be like an undead dictator guy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's gonna live forever and he's gonna he's going to rule with an iron fist till the end of time because he can't die unless we do this heist and, right. and get his one soul stone that exists yeah that is, yeah there you go that's that's something it's in the department. But also, of mysteries. he's trying to get the biggest gun in the world. <laughs> unre- 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 unrelated. <laughs> oh fuck! It's so stupid that that's God. Speaking of things that are un- like unexplained to their like detriment. Yeah. 
the the argument that Ron and Hermione and Harry have about the Elder Wand here is insanely funny because they're both like, well, what is it? What if? What if? You know, what if uh, Grigorovich's wands are just better? And and uh, uh, why? Why? What he already has, Ollivander. Ollivander's wands are good, and like they're so close to what the real answer is, which is that the Elder Wand is just a wand that's better. Like, <laughs> there's no, there's no, there's no additional detailing or mystery or like purpose behind it. It's 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 like. It, it, it might as well be Voldemort going to get the blue tunic so he can swim and not not have to, <laughs> not have to come up for air, right? Like it, it is pure. It is a pure mechanical obstacle for Voldemort that these that the <laughs> wand shoots golden goop unless he gets the better wand that doesn't. I guess that it it's meaningless. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's a problem uh, uh, with with that stuff. Um, also, as good as the high stuff is, mm-hmm. I've got to say the the like Snape is the headmaster, and also Harry thinking about how all of his cool friends are on the train to Hogwarts right now really does hammer in. Like, damn, I wish we were at Hogwarts this book. I, I want to go see Headmaster Snape. Right, he's the head. He's the headmaster now. He's the headmaster. Snape's the headmaster. You can think of all the imagine the good Snape content we could get with him as the headmaster. Like what's ah? Oh, what's his what's his speech like to the first years? Ah! <laughs> what is what is Snape's like like Great Hall feast look like? Does he like dim the lights a bit? Is it is it a little spookier in there? Does he get up in, in front of everyone and say like hello everyone? Hope you're having a fucking rotten time. Like what is <laughs> I mean, think of all the callbacks you could do. Yeah. Right? Like where he's just like doing his potions class, except he's the headmaster now. Yeah. Fuck. Like, like all that does, stuff. Does is... he make it rain all the time in like the Great Hall? <laughs> yeah. It like closes all the windows. Yeah, yeah. The Great Hall is it's always rainy. Um, the food, like, what, like, would he make the food like way fancier, or would he make the food worse on purpose? <laughs> worse on purpose. He just, yeah, he just make he all. The, yeah, he would get like a really fancy meal with a big glass of elf wine. Everyone, <laughs> everyone else would just get like shitty, like like salt and crackers or like PB and J's or something. Like, yeah. Is is Draco at Hogwarts? I, I'm sure we'll find out, but. <sighs> God, there's so yeah. I have so many. The, the 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 heist stuff is cute and fun, but the 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 tease that we could have gotten a like story about being at Hogwarts while Snape, presumed to be the villain at this point, is the headmaster. Is like, <clears throat> and also, like not o- not only is that fun just just purely because like I like Hogwarts and Snape's a fun character, but like all of book one was about how. Snape wasn't the bad guy. Right. And but everyone suspected he was. So like kind of doing that again but on a bigger scale is a really fun idea, I think. Like Yeah. There's there's a lot of potential here for for this to just be like a fun Hogwarts story. Uh uh like yeah. like what what is Hogwarts like when the when the the weird old guy we like isn't around? Like that sounds like a lot of fun. 
Um, yeah, and the heist is fun, uh, but it's not that fun. <laughs> it's not that. It's like like we said, it's not that good. <laughs> it's I, I like it because it's, it's a right. heist more than more than anything, right? Uh, I want I want to go back to Hogwarts. No, instead instead we go to the ministry. So what do you, what do you think of like the actual in the ministry stuff that we have here? I mean, I, I again I say it every time, but I just don't know why we can't deal with characters we know. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know any of these people. I don't care about Runcorn. <laughs> it's yeah, I, like I think Mafalda Hopkirk is our, is a name we've heard. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah, yes, because because she is the um. She sends the letter telling Harry that he's been expelled after Dobby drops that's the right. pudding. That's right. Yeah. So it's an it's a name we know, but that's not enough. And God, what if? Okay, what if to get around the polyjuice thing, they did something combining the invisibility cloak and also the fact that they know people within the ministry, and so they got into the ministry, and then like Harry Harry turned into Kingsley, Ron turned into Arthur. Hermione turned into Tonks or something, and they they they, uh-huh. they have to do like a they kind of have to do like a juggling act of like, uh, uh, not being in the same room as the other people while they're doing the heist because it would give the whole thing away, right? Yeah. Also, it would be telling and enrich both the characters Harry, Ron, Hermione, but also the characters we know Arthur, Tonks, and Kingsley by being able to see them in their day-to-day life and how other characters interact with and them. And also see those characters try to behave like other characters we know. Mm-hmm. Cuz like there is a little bit of, there's like a little bit of fun stuff with like Harry realizing that Runcorn is clearly like a big dick player at the ministry and people are scared of him and he doesn't really know how to react to, to like people in a way that makes it believable that he's run corn. But that's mm-hmm. all sort of stuff that those are tracks that are like being laid down as the trains running here. Right. Whereas like, if I don't know, like if Harry had to like pretend to be Arthur or something and we had to, uh, uh, like, like we got kind of like Harry's vision of Arthur and like, maybe, maybe he like gives away, something i don't know like here just spitballing here somebody comes up and asks arthur a question about muggle technology mm-hmm. and harry gives a like way too good answer mm-hmm. or something yeah right like like there, there's there there's a lot of fun stuff you can do with this if you add in the extra layer of of bringing in those characters that we do know as opposed to like Runcorn. all we know is that i guess he's tall and has muscles and it's handsome and it's a death then, eater. And it's a death eater. And then I think he becomes a snatcher. I think that's why we're being introduced to him. Uh, okay. Um, and then the other guy we know, uh, uh, Reg, uh, we know his wife's gonna die. And like in abstract, that's sad. I don't want that's his wife so to sad. Die. But yeah. but also not a character I know about. And I kind of have the same reaction to that as I do to Voldemort murdering two <laughs> more kids. Uh, uh, to get on the leaderboard, which is just like, uh, yeah, that's sad, I guess. <laughs> like, you, you can't just, like, dangle, like, tragedy and abstract in front of me and expect me to react, I guess. Yeah, the 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 Reg thing, and, like, I can't really comment on it because I know we're going to get another chapter of Heist. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, it kind of reads to me as, like, 
a weird, like, unintended, co- like, unintended consequences thing. But I don't know or care about these characters, so it just doesn't work. It is, it is, it is cute from the perspective of, like, it's the closest thing we have in this heist to the thing we were talking about of, like, oh, the thing that's fun in the heist movie is when the plan goes wrong, right? Oh, it's perfect. And then, it, like, it, it writes itself practically, right? Like, Harry being like, no, we have to do our mission. Ron being like, no, I'm not yeah. just going to leave. Why? Like, it's so easy. Yeah, yeah. Like, so from that perspective, it's good. It's the best version of that that we have. But, yeah. like, it would be fun if we had at least, like, there, there is, like, a, there is, like, a real fun edge of, like, black humor to this, I think. Mm-hmm. Where, like... It could be really funny if we didn't know who Reg was outside of like, oh no, my wife's gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Because there, there is, there is, it, it like there's a version of this that's really funny if like where it'd be like everything they learn about this character that they've inhabited for this heist life is just like the the most tragic tearjerker stuff, right? Like if 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 if. If uh, if not only I don't know it's like oh his wife's dead his his wife's gonna get murdered for being muggle born or whatever and then like they sort of try to power through it and then like someone mentions offhand like oh sorry your kid's in the hospital and then like like oh sorry your house is being foreclosed like there's a version of that this where like <laughs> just like layering on the pity stuff could actually be really funny and then have Ron be like okay we have we have to solve this guy's problem yeah it almost feels like it's trying to do that but I I sense absolutely zero irony or self awareness with the actual text because because honestly like what happens is very funny in that way right like they find the most unlucky guy possible they make him puke his guts out and he's like no i have to go to work and hermione's like uh no you can't go to work like this but then to have it be like my wife is going to be executed unless i clean this jerk's office that's hilarious yeah like there there is like it, it is like the one I think, like, shining moment of execution in, like, the heist movie, like, element here mm-hmm. is that it is a really funny, like, oh, the, 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 the plot's going sideways type thing. But I, 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 I wish that it, because the problem is, like, I think that that works really well in a vacuum and, like, yeah, Reg being a character we don't know does make this funnier because it, it's one of the, it's, it's like a fun meta, like, forcing you to contend with the fact that like we sort of like you know we view main characters uh uh, more importantly than like side characters right because Mm -hmm. they're characters in a story um like so it's like that's kind of fun but like it is missing the part where it's contrasted with like uh uh seeing more characters that we do know with problems we do care about right yeah like it's 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 it like like I think that the Reg thing would be a really fun, uh, uh, like twist to the plan, if maybe Ron or, or maybe Hermione and Harry were inhabiting characters we did know, and like and like Ron gets saddled with Reg, and it turns out that Reg has all these other problems that they have to go solve as well as the characters that we do know and care about's problems maybe. It, it could be a fun, um, like, side plot if there yeah. is payoff. And and my fear is that it's just actually face value supposed to be serious and tragic mm-hmm. versus what I want it to be where they go and, like, solve this guy's absurd problems and, like, break his wife out of the ministry. And, like, mm-hmm. and, then, and then it's, like, kind of cute. 
like that's my dream ending to this is that they like mm-hmm. break the wife out and like deliver it to Reg at his house and then Reg is like Harry Potter brought my wife to me like that's really <laughs> funny. Um, yeah. that's not going to yeah. happen though. Uh maybe I don't know. I I know so little about this book. I if you told me that there were characters in this book called like Reg and Runcorn <laughs> I, I just be like, I don't fuck it. No, no, they're not. Those aren't Harry Potter characters. And, and yet here we are. There's a whole heist ser- uh, section that I forgot about in this book. Um, um, but, like beyond the characters being u- utilized here, um, the ministry has changed. It's time to talk politics. It's time to talk about a little, a little bit of wizarding world politics. This book's got politics in it. Hey, politics are happening now. This sure is a political fairy tale, huh? <laughs> it's, I think there is one piece of the like political stuff in this chapter that I think is cute. Okay. And I think it is that the um, security theater being pointless stuff is kind of cute. I like that. I like that. Still, I still think that's just like pure bad writing, though. Like, I think it is completely accidental. Yeah. Well, it's specifically it's it's like the like obviously the like oh it's lazy that the polyjuice is just like being used the same way it's been used four times already, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's not that angle, but like the. Oh, we have to go to the office through the toilet now. Yeah. Like that's kind of funny. Yeah. Like that that that's like a, a good rip on like going through the TSA or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but uh it, it's the problem is that like the ministry was already supposed to be, or at least I thought it was supposed to be like uncomfortable and sinister. Yeah, the ministry was an antagonist in book five. One hundred percent. I so it's very weird to see it now and have it Harry be like, "Wow, it's not as bright and shiny in here. Instead, it is dark and there's a scary statue." <laughs> the statue thing in particular—that's like really the centerpiece of this chapter. I mean, it's like it's, it's in the title, right? There's the big scary new statue with the with the placard that says "Magic is Might," and it's very. I'm fascinated by this mm. because it feels like J.K. Rowling for got what she had written in book five about about the statue that was there before yeah i'm kind of losing my mind about this did you go back and read that section in book five yeah no harry harry notes that the statue is uncomfortable Mm. like like he explicitly says like in the text that like he he feels like it's um i can't remember the exact word he uses but it's like a little um patronizing or right like it's like he he, he knows because because it's specifically the old statue for those who don't remember it was uh like it's like a happy wizard and then like he's surrounded by a like happy centaur and like a fawning looking house elf mm-hmm. um and it's called the F- fountain of magical brethren i yeah. think is what it's called and harry is like this is weird i mean like the, the, like it, it's not subtle they destroy the statue in the fight at the end right um uh and so it's it's weird for the new ministry which is supposed to be the scary sinister one to have a statue that is honestly like less fashy than the other one yeah this one's kind of metal to be honest That's the, that is okay yeah like until until hermione points out 
explicitly. It's like, oh, look at all the people in the, in the statue who are because the statue is like three giant wizards sitting on a throne made out of human bodies. And then she's like, oh, those are all muggles uh, in their rightful place. Yeah. Um, which is like. without the specific thing of like oh those are specifically muggles to honestly to me this is just a very catholic statue like this is a this is just an existentialist (laughs) statue it's not it's not quite as as scary as the magical brethren one to me yeah um yeah i think until it goes out of its way to point i think the the line that got like is like, oh, okay, I I get it. I get what you're going for is when Hermione points out that they're muggles and the reason why is because they have, like, ugly, stupid-looking faces. Obviously a reference to, like, mm-hmm. uh, like eugenics-type illustrations and, mm-hmm. and things. Um, it just, it was like, yeah, that's a, 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 big, a big man and a big woman sitting on a throne of, like, twisted, nude bodies. <laughs> like, whoa. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just like it is very interesting to uh, like like I'm not sure what this is trying to say about the old ministry or if it is really just like a retcon and like I'm not supposed to think about like what the old ministry statue represented, um, or like. Like, does Harry think that, like, the old version's better? Like, like that's that's the thing, is that, like, this this works maybe if if you're like, oh, this is the same government just fully enabled to go mask off, right? But that's not what the story is. The story is, like, now the bad guys control the government instead of the good guys. I mean, it is really weird that this book is about reinstalling the old government when it really does fit in like with a pretty fine point that like a liberal government will always bow to fascism right like the, yeah. like it it will all, like it will always enable that so to have harry be like we must <laughs> we must go back to the way the ministry was before is is a little bizarre <laughs> it's like i don't I don't want I don't want the fascist statue there. I just want the racist one back. Right. It's, it's a really weird like like I don't know, maybe lack of imagination on Harry's part or on JK Rowling's part, I guess, but like the the um I I'm, you know, I I keep thinking like, oh, you know what? Maybe maybe I'm just thinking about this cuz like my particular read on book 5 was that it was a little more sinister um than it was intended but like you go back and look it's like no the 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 ministry in book five was like big brothering harry yeah and was also like rat fucking him and like trying to make him look bad to the public right Uh like that was that was all the ministry is doing well it's weird that we're having a redo of all of that because we literally had the exact same scene where where voldemort is like putting it in the newspaper Mm, that harry mm -hmm. killed uh, killed Dumbledore and right. Harry's like oh they're in control of the newspaper now and it's like Harry we've already been through this with yeah, the that newspaper was like the plot of book five was like damn the newspaper's out to get me so yeah and, and what is crazy about this though is that like a much better book and a much better story could follow these exact events mm-hmm. 
but but I don't know. It would be great if Harry could just be like, uh, <laughs> I just want Harry to like put some sunglasses on and be like, meet the new government, same as the old government, right? Right. Like I, yeah, because because like everything that's happening is the same as what happened under Fudge in book five, just amplified. Yeah, but that was just because he was stupid. <laughs> but like, like Fudge ran a kangaroo court to try and keep him out of school. Oh yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. So I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm just like baffled by what I'm supposed to feel about the ministry here. Cause I'm certainly not nostalgic for the old ministry, you know, in the way that the, the book seems to want me to, to, to feel. I think it's a brilliant accidental story. Like you said about like a, a, a shitty liberal government just immediately caving to like fascist interests at the drop of a hat. Right. But like. <sighs> I don't want to discredit the text because in some ways it, it does make that, um, I mean, pretty explicit. The fact that, that Fudge, you know, wouldn't do, wouldn't fight the fascists. And so mm -hmm. they necessarily came into power. Yeah. Uh, but I also don't want to give the book too much credit in that now our new goal is to reinstall the old ministry and put the good guys in power. It's complicated. J.K. Rowling just she's like, did she? I don't know. Did she like just get dumber between books five and seven? Because I wouldn't, call, I wouldn't call five like scorching political commentary, but it was a little more layered than this, right? It was a mess. <laughs> it's yeah. I don't know. I <sighs> these books never hold a mirror up to themselves. I was thinking about this regarding Fudge because um we've been talking about this a little bit and how how weird it is that Fudge is just gone. Mm -hmm. Um and like at that whole part um earlier when Voldemort was being characterized as as being very evil and very in charge and and they kind of talk about him and say like um you know, he doesn't need to become the minister because he's in control of everyone. Everyone respects him and does what what he says to do. Um, and that's what Dumbledore was. You know, like if you want to talk about like the shadow cabal controlling the government, that was that was always Dumbledore. Yeah. And everyone yeah. was like, if oh, if you ran for he, everyone thought he was going to be the minister, but he didn't need to because he was in charge of the Supreme Court and he told people what to do. But in the end, he failed because Fudge wouldn't listen to him. And that's <laughs> right. a bad thing, I guess. <laughs> right, right. And I think that the text does try to draw kind of a line, like a parallel between Voldemort and Dumbledore. Mm -hmm. um, but it just doesn't make any strong conclusion about it because, I, like I said, I don't think it holds a mirror up to itself ever. Right. It's so close. It's, it's at the very least, it is bumbling around in the dark between some very interesting ideas. Um, but I, I just, it never, it, it never has the wherewithal. It's like, it never realizes what it's doing. And I think that I honestly, I think the statue thing is like the hardest evidence I have of just like, I, I just don't think she thought about it that hard, uh, because she just completely threw away the, the like meaning like the textual, not even subtext, but like the the like as presented textual meaning, and like Harry's reaction to the original statue and him going like mm, I don't know about that. That feels a little fucked up. Um, and to ha now have 
a second, ooh, that statue's a little fucked up scene is it, 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 it's like, it's almost like she like, she wanted to like have a like fucked up statue scene <laughs> and then couldn't think of any other ways to symbolize like a government's bad, uh, like, uh, like, like bad histories. Right. And just, just like, well, this is how you do that. This is this is how you uh, uh, establish that the government is bad. You have a scary statue, and just recycled it and didn't really think about the politics of the book that she had written three years before this. I don't know. I, it's it's just so baffling to me because it, it just runs counter to everything that was like for as like messy as that book was. Everything that was interesting about book five, which was like recasting the ministry as a sort of like. Uh, um, stealth villain, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's really easy for me to read the story into it of of a um, of the Ministry of Magic as it existed, enabling and and building fascism. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I also am wondering now if the point of the scene is for Harry to see what actual bad guys are like and are like, oh, wow, it really wasn't bad before. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to restore sanity. <laughs> right, yeah. I don't think that's too much of a reach. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I it's, guess it's more for like, well, Pobody's nerfect. Right. Like... Yeah, like like you know, it's better better to settle for the the fudge government than the you know, let the let the Voldemort government happen. Hmm. And I think as much as we can like talk circles around this, I feel like it always just lands on on great man theory, right? Like it's like it's like mm-hmm. Dumbledore's shadow controlling the government and it was bad when they wouldn't listen to him because he was good <laughs> and correct. Mhm. <laughs> Yeah, it it really is like if if you break down Voldemort and and Dumbledore's character arcs, it's very funny that they both literally. Did. In fact, Dumbledore did what Voldemort is doing now for way longer. Yeah, like like the the world Harry enters is a world where Dumbledore has been doing that for years already, because he has established like like if I think it's book one where. You know, it's it's said that like, oh, Dumbledore isn't just a respected headmaster. He he consults with the government, and everyone everyone always always asking Dumbledore for advice because he's so cool and smart, right? Like, like this isn't new for Dumbledore. That is his whole character, as far as we know. Entering this world is like, yeah, he's just like the guy everyone respects. Yeah, I mean, if anything, the story is about Voldemort overthrowing Dumbledore. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it kind of is actually. It's kind of it's more of a coup than like a you know a coup of Dumbledore specifically than like a, a ministry uh, takeover. Yeah, it's much more like two warring shadow cabals, sort of. Except it's two guys, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. And I guess they're like squad of other like ten dorks, um, <laughs> which honestly rules, right? Like we're we're, yeah. we're right back here, we're right back at evil Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're right back at revenge. Like I just. Why is that not the story? Yeah, zombie revanchist Dumbledore yes. versus fascist dictator Voldemort. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know why the ending isn't Harry being like, you both suck ass. That would certainly be growth, right? Like, that would be an interesting 
ending to like oh th- you know cast off your that that's the other thing too it is and this book is hinting at it sort of mm-hmm. but like all of the stuff set up by the like oh you're dumbledore's man through and through st- stuff yeah where like i you know harry's faith in dumbledore is being tested but it feels like much more of like a Christian test of faith than a like, oh, he needs to realize that he's behaving very weirdly about a dead human, right? Uh-huh. Like, it's it's very interesting how close the story cuts to like some very fascinating themes without realizing in that sense. Like, it's some of the most interesting aspects of the text in general like maybe the whole series is it's like bizarre relationship with like being a political allegory and a religious allegory at the same time Mm -hmm. like dumbledore being both god and the ideal politician is a that is a very all capital letters here very interesting idea yeah i mean Um, it it is all it is very wrapped up in in frankly a very conservative understanding of of paternal government as mm-hmm. a government government god and your father mm-hmm. and also maybe you know a business owner is all like <laughs> this amorphous like paternal good yeah. thing in yeah. dumbledore um yeah but it's not really interested in like thinking about that i don't think no, it's just it's it, I I guess it's just another thing of just like it's very revealing of of like J.K. Rowling's default politics, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I do think that there is some level of this book calling Dumbledore into question a little bit, but I think yeah. that it also answers the question and says no, he's good. But we'll see. Well, it, like it is, it, it is so. To me, this is every conversation you have with a with an English person about Churchill, <sighs> right? Where it's like, yes, Churchill did bad things, but right, he's still better than than the alternative. And like that, that's the that's the vibe I get from all the Dumbledore stuff. Where it's like, yes, Dumbledore, Dumbledore may have made some mistakes, but he was also Dumbledore and we love Dumbledore. So moving on, right? Like there's a little that there's a little bit of that to it. I think yeah. it's, it's, um, you know, the, we, we, we are going to learn that, you know, Dumbledore's past wasn't squeaky clean, but the, the, uh, the takeaway from that, I think is going to be more or less what it's always been, which is that like Dumbledore was the smart, cool guy who made the world good. Yeah. What are you going to do? Cancel him? You can't cancel <laughs> Dumbledore. You can't cancel Dumbledore. Oh no! What will we do? I, I think in some ways it does it does uh, dance a little close to being an interesting story, a yeah. little bit. Yeah, that's a yeah. <laughs> that's this chapter in a nutshell. Really, it 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 is almost interesting. Mm-hmm. It's getting there. It's uh, it's it's you know, it's dangling some fun ideas in front of us. Uh, the heist is cool. Uh, I guess that the, for as dumb as it is on paper, the, like, the fact that there is an attempt to be political again at least makes for interesting analysis, right? Mm-hmm. Like, even if it has nothing actually interesting to say, the fact that it is trying to be political directly again is very funny. And, like, there's a lot to pick apart there. 
you know? I can't believe Voldemort's in charge of the evil government with the evil statue, and he's just, like, walking around in, like, uh, villages. He's, he's just walking around villages, no-scoping kids. It's so stupid. What if instead he's... of that, he was just there? Yeah. Like, walking or, like, hanging out. That'd like, be cool. Like, similar to, like, Lucius Malfoy, who, like, everybody knows he's a Death Eater. Mm-hmm. But he, like, hangs out and, like, talks to Fudge. What if we got, like, a yeah, similar that... scene to that, but it was just Voldemort? I earnestly wish it was more of, like, a, um, uh, you know, we, we, we talked a, a little bit last week or with, with the Lupin stuff, right, about how, like, it's weird that the Death Eaters are simultaneously, like, the Illuminati, the Nazis, uh, and, and like jk's understanding of communists mm-hmm. right like they're they're everything at once yeah um and that they, they, they it suffers the story suffers from that in that regard because like i think that the most compelling one specifically for this story and the allegories it's trying to tell about like you know the british government at this time this is you know this is mid iraq war era stuff right this is war on terror stuff um, like the the like legally elected in fascist government is so much scarier than any of the like posturing in this chapter, right? Yeah, and it would be way cooler and scarier if like yeah, like I don't know, the Death Eaters just won a bunch of local elections or something, and now they have a contingent in the in the ministry, and Voldemort just like walks in and there's nothing that anyone can really do about it because like he's a elected official or something i don't know like it's goofy but like that's um that that that, that is a story that carries on from the book five ministry story right that, that that's like an escalation of that still i, th- um, I think these w- books, without being a cartoon i think these books made a big big mistake calling the quote-unquote war like the first war with voldemort a war yeah um because i really think that it should have just been this conflict between these two like shadow organizations Mm -hmm. and otherwise voldemort in the eyes of the government maybe just murdered some people right but then in this way when when they have control of the government he could just literally be pardoned and be able to walk around yeah, I mean, like, do like I think he's a fugitive technically. Like, he's an enemy of the state, maybe. Yeah. Ish. Does there does does is is there like evidence that Voldemort did any of the stuff that he he did? Right. I don't know because I don't know because they keep calling it a war, but as far as I can tell, it was just like ten guys. Yeah. Ten v ten. Like if. If it was just one of those things where, like, obviously you know he did, but there was no hard evidence that, like, the government could act on or, like, w- w- chose to not act on stuff, right? Right. Like, like that could be really interesting. Um, yeah, the the the, the, it, the 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 big the larger scale the Death Eaters have gotten, the less scary they've gotten. Mm-hmm. I think um, the uh, the small controlled interest is a much more sinister story to tell i think and like the the just just putting plonking a giant statue of of you doing (laughs) war crimes in the middle of the atrium 
uh, and putting your slogan on it is just like it's just kind of like even if it was like handled in like the most like plot efficient way and like made total sense from that perspective it would still be kind of lame right like it's not it's just not that uh not not as um not as spooky i also would love to see harry interact with voldemort and have voldemort not know who he is like to see voldemort <laughs> doing normal stuff and having harry like see him as runcorn just or whatever. like chilling <laughs> yeah that'd be kind of cool i think that would yeah, be interesting yeah. The, the 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 big war angle is so disastrous for these books. I think as proven by this chapter, honestly, the most engaging this chapter this this book has been is like a small scale heist. Uh-huh. That's so much cooler than like wizard gun war, right? Yeah. Like like the Hogwarts is going to be in a bubble shield in the end of right. this Right. It it's leading up to a Lord of the Rings style battle at a school. Yeah. I, yeah, I, the the smaller the scale, the, the 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 better this stuff works. I think, because the because the world that has been built out in Harry Potter just doesn't the like it doesn't hold up to scrutiny at that level. No, not not even a little bit. Mm-mm. The scale once the scale gets too big, it's it's uh it's it's just like a problem for the story itself. Other than commissioning a big statue. <laughs> and also doing the like Muggleborn registry, which I still yeah. am just uh, like obviously extremely evil thing to do, mostly because I think about real life and that kind of evil. I I'm very like they're in control of the government. I think my big question is why aren't they revealing themselves to Muggles? I'm surprised that isn't a big part. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised that isn't like a huge part of Voldemort's thing. I am so confused about what the Death Eater ideology actually is still in book seven, because the new slogan is magic is might, which is not a phrase we've ever heard any of them say. And their big statue suggests that they want to like enslave the muggles, right? Yeah. They want to literally sit on them like a big throne. That, that is certainly an interesting like idea. However, number one, so far, it really seems that all Voldemort does is, like, do random killings on, on muggles. Yeah, like, kind of, like, serial killer style, like, true yeah. crime stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then number two, the new Fantastic Beasts movies seem to imply that the difference between Grindelwald and Voldemort was that while Voldemort wanted to wipe out the muggles, or at least this is, like, the this is the fandom understanding that I always see, right? Mm-hmm. Of, like... Uh, Voldemort wanted to wipe out all the muggles, uh, but Grindelwald was, like, more cunning, and he wanted to just subjugate them for the wizarding world's benefit, right? And he wants to reveal reveal the wizards to, to the muggles and be like, okay, we're, we're your gods now. Mm-hmm. But it seem, sure seems like magic is might, and the big chair <laughs> imply that... <laughs> <laughs> that they're they're exactly the same ideology. So yeah, I don't know what 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 are what are the Death Eaters up to? What's their deal? Uh, I mean, I I like keep thinking about the movie and how they had them like blow up the Millennium Bridge. <laughs> right. Yeah. But like, this is really just like they're just like knocking on people's doors and killing people. Yeah. 
they're just yeah they're just like shooting them for fun which again like if that's the story you want to tell yeah if they just like want to like you know treat the muggles like playthings and like kill them all and expand the wizarding world and just sort of like do wizarding world colonization or whatever like yeah that's also an interesting take but it's like it we we are in quarter of the way through book seven out of seven and i don't think that we know what the bad guys want like like we just have no actual motivation or ideology for these guys and i don't think we're ever gonna get it just a handful of just scary scary sicko (laughs) stuff it's just everything jk rowling doesn't like is what they is what they like it's very scattershot Um, yeah um this is a very minor thing Mm. but before we close out on this chapter i would just like to say creature is my favorite little funny guy he's such a good funny little guy but also the creature stuff in this chapter is like extra fucked sure is it is so bizarre to me that because we we talked about this last week of like how, how like oh I guess we never really see creature until the at the the Battle of Hogwarts now, uh, not true. He shows up in this chapter and he's just a he's just a helpful little slave. Yep, I can't believe he wasn't freed at the very least because he's just like yeah. the way it's played and the reason that the scene is fun in a vacuum is that he's just like part yeah. of the team, right? Like he's part of the heist team. Yeah. Uh, and is like serving them food and he's like the Molly right. for, the, for their version of the order, which is a really cute, fun idea. It's adorable. I love creature. Why is he a slave? <laughs> it's, 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 it, that's the problem, right? Is it's like, there is no, there is no way to tell this, this like story for this character untainted unless he is no longer a slave like like th- for as long as creature is still a literal textual slave none of this stuff can be re- all that cute there's even a part where braun is like i remember when i wanted to cut his head off and mount it on the wall or whatever <laughs> yes. and it's like in that moment you're like they could you know harry yeah. owns him and could cut his head off and mount it on the wall yeah it is with the other so... members of his family that are there in the house mounted on the wall yeah, it it is just so like hard to accept this, and like I I understand that this is the way we're supposed to take it, and that this is the way that it is written. But I I just refuse to accept it this way, of like, um, creature is now behaving this way of his own volition, and he's just not. I'm sorry. Like there, the, the, you you cannot make that argument. He is a slave. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 way that this book present presents it to you, like, oh, he's nice now, and he's cooking for them, and he's cleaned up the Grimald place, and it's all because Harry, like, it even says, like, in the text, like, it, it's all because Harry gave him that locket he cared about so much. Uh, and it's just like, well, yeah, and also the fact that he is magically bound to Harry because he owns him and is a slave, right? Like, it is, it is impossible to paper over that without freeing him right it, and it and it leaves the much more interesting characterization on the table yeah like you say like if he was free but was just like dobby and just like liked helping harry out and was like yeah i'll i'll help you fight the good fight i know how to make a good french onion soup that's a lot 
more characterful and, and like pleasant, right? But whereas like this is just like, well, he is literally still a slave. Harry owns a slave. Seems like Harry will always own a slave. Uh really weird shit. Yeah. I mean I think that like even that even that vision of him being freed, like that that comes with its own shit, but that's like the very yeah, that comes with bare fucking yeah. minimum, right? Yeah. Yeah, like the power the power dynamics are are still a little fucked if it's like, well, you're free, but you know, you can still help, wink, right? Like, um, you know, that that would carry its own issues, but like yeah, like you say, the bare minimum. Like, I would like the character to not be a slave, please. Because uh, it's just, it's so uncritical. I, it is it is literally just like, well, Harry's nice, so everything's good. I mean, it's so, it, it really is like presenting an uncritical fantasy of a good slave and slave owner relationship. And that's like, and, mm-hmm. and, and that's what's like kind of fucked about it, because it is a fun scene because it is presenting this fan, like, it, it is just, like, it is supposed to be, like, it's supposed to be, like, a cozy, sweet, like, family yeah. vibe. You know, where there's a slave. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, yes, it's, it is, it is all the more sinister because it is kind of a cute scene, right? Uh-huh. Like, it's, uh, it, it it, yeah, it's it's really difficult and kind of shocking to parse this stuff. Honestly, I've, I've never had I've never had to read like a popular children's fantasy novel and just gone like, oh well, this character's like uh, it, it's it is unthinkable to me that J.K. Rowling managed to just like n- never have to deal with this stuff. Could you imagine if 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 this book if this book series was coming out now with her like behavior on Twitter? Yeah, and, I like, mean even even her were... behavior on Twitter has cast a critical eye on this stuff for maybe the first time that I've ever seen outside of us talking about mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, yeah. Like in the mainstream, because uh, there was a I can't remember the the website that had it, but but an article that talked about the uh, slavery. Uh, apologia that's in these books and i'm like oh i've never never seen that before and then there was also like oh yeah there was the new it was that new new republic article yeah Yeah. so it's kind of bringing that stuff to the forefront but it is it is wild to read this in a novel that is for children that was released in 2007 once again it's just like why did she why did she do this yeah, wow. it's it's kind of amazing that it f- that flew under the radar, and I think that the like real sinister part of this is like I I want to. This is the last time I'll talk about this, but that the that Pottermore just like legitimately published a like puff piece that was like a pro and anti slavery article that you uh, that is just like straight up the rhetoric from real life, <laughs> but about house elves. I don't. I don't know if that needs to be. The, this needs to be the last time we ever talk about that. I think that that is maybe out of everything we've we've talked about with Harry Potter, maybe like the one piece of like, uh, uh, you know, like story uh, apocrypha that just like belongs to be held up and, and and like talked about. So it's it's crazy. It was on their so it was on their marketing website. It still is. Yeah, I. I mean, I. I think that that's. <laughs> maybe the 
maybe this is extreme, but to say the perils of uncritical fandom is that if you don't read this stuff with context or with a critical Mm -hmm. eye, you can quickly accidentally say some pretty heinous shit. You know, like if you're really going to sit down and be like, I want to talk about whether slavery is good or bad in Harry Potter, the text (laughs) in the way that it exists is going to have you saying some pretty awful real life stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's it is unthinkable to me that that, that the series somehow i i guess i mean like obviously tons and tons and tons of people have like criticized this right but in terms of just like mass mass repulsion mass rejection from like a wide audience right mm-hmm. like like pe- people got you know for as, as as shitty a movie as i think it is it's weird seeing like i don't know the response to rise of skywalker being kind of bad <laughs> right Versus, like, the ending of Harry Potter being slavery apologia. Like, <laughs> I feel like the, pri- like, I don't know, fandom priorities, I guess, are, are often in weird places. But I'm just like, how did this not, how is this not constantly, like, the milestone around, the millstone around uh, uh, J.K. Rowling's neck here? Just like, how the fuck is this, is this not, like, you know just like they 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 had they had confederate slavery apology on their website in like 2010 yeah like fucking crazy shit honestly i mean and and it's really hard to pry the idea out of like the fandom mindset which is that you can discuss a work purely in the in-universe of the work. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, someone posted that article on this, and I revisited this 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 post on the subreddit, and and it's from ages ago, but I, I see mm. it every once in a while, especially just looking, re-looking at this puff piece that was posted on Pottermore. Um, yeah. Where someone posted and says, this is really, has anyone read this? This is fucked up. This is just like, um, uh, a lot of the, like, like frankly, material that was in, like, textbooks and stuff um, uh, in certain regions in the United States and is, is slavery apologia and are arguments that were used in real life to, to say why slavery is good. And the thread mm-hmm. had to be locked because, like, yeah. most of the posts were like, well, no, because in the book, they like being slaves. Like, it's like they can't, ma- there's no, like, mental leap <laughs> to being, like, okay but Uh it's not like the things you are saying in order to justify it in the universe of the book like exist outside of the book right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh it just makes me crazy yeah it is it is ridiculous honestly to think about um uh so that's i guess that's our check-in with the like the weird slavery aspect of this book uh you know constantly annoying me just because i do i do really love creature so much as a character like he he is so much fun but like i just can't bring myself to like give the book an inch on this stuff right like it, it really is just like the the it, 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 it's it's because it, it, it goes to cuts both ways right it's like the the, the more fun creature is the matter i get about <laughs> what he actually is right exactly like 
I I hate what it's selling me and it sells it pretty effectively. And I think that's kind of the issue. Yeah. It's, it's really fucked up. Um, is there anything else in this chapter you want to discuss or we should, we take a quick break. Mm, Let's take a break. All right. It's break time. We will catch you after I play the funny Halloween, Harry Potter music. (laughs) I nearly did the ad read thing again. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back. And welcome back. Um, this week was a little bit of a challenge because we reached the end of our incredible multi-part uh, ending prediction series last week in a way that I just I we were we were never we we're never going to top that with that particular topic. I don't think <laughs> Hermione became Ron's wife and Harry became Snape's son. <sighs> it's. Truly one of the most incredible things I think we've read on the show. I think that's just been going through my head. <laughs> like, on Snape's repeat for cool a week. Voice. Snape's cool voice, his fatherly arms. <sighs> wow. Harry just spawn camping Voldemort mm-hmm. into the ground and also Dumbledore. Yep. That was the other thing. I went back and listened to that when, you know, when I was editing the show. I completely... Like, the, the part about Snape completely overshadowed the beginning of that, which was uh, Dumbledore is also the bad guy in that. Yeah. What a twist. That, My lord. That, yeah. Uh-huh. I think it's time we stopped talking and started doing. It's about time. It's about fucking time. I have created for us an account on Reddit named Jack Sloper. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. And what <laughs> I would like for us to do is uh, we'll peruse the hot and new sections of the Harry Potter subreddit. Uh-huh. Find a couple posts to leave a comment on and we'll workshop a comment. Okay. Together. And then <laughs> uh-huh. we are going to concoct a thread to post and see if we get any bites and start building some karma towards maybe joining one of the houses in the other subreddits. What do you say? That sounds excellent. What I don't want to do is break the Reddit terms of service because that's one of the worst things you can do. <laughs> so we're not asking for upvotes. Unless you're like, no. wow, that is a quality comment. Uh, you know, you come to that conclusion on your own. Yeah. And think I would upvote that if I encountered it independently. Right. Yeah. I would never, yeah. I would never break the terms of service. Absolutely not. I would never break the Reddit terms of service in my life. Mm-mm. So. Did you get the name Jack Sloper? I got the name Jack Sloper. <laughs> Wonderful. Do we need, actually, that's a good point. I, I. Um, do we need to like add flair to our account for this or something? I don't think we can. Something? We can't. We probably can't yet. Yeah. We don't have any points. Okay. Well, let's let's take a look through the new section and maybe find one or two posts for us to leave a comment on. What do you say? Sure. Did I ever tell you that I have left one comment on Reddit and I got Reddit gold, so I never posted again? <laughs> Wait, what? Where was? It's not. It's was... not actually. The 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 lead up is the funny story. What it is is actually not funny. And it was when I was like in a competitive Pokemon and I made a thread uh, giving out the uh, Pokemon virus that 
makes your EV growth higher. Oh, so you I, have told me this story So I gave before. it out to yeah. a bunch of people and somebody <laughs> gave me Reddit gold for it. You didn't use your Reddit gold. I looked at the secret, super secret subreddit. I don't actually know what Reddit gold gets you. You get to go into the special gold subreddit for like 30 days where everyone's like, he he, we're in secret subreddit. But ever you know, you can spend is, five bucks to get in, right? Probably less than five bucks. <laughs> I, wow, I did not know that that was the perk. Um, okay, we're going to Harry Potter slash new. Ooh, names for our kittens. My parents and I absolutely adore Harry Potter. We always have... We are getting two kittens in September, and we've been trying to think of names. They're gray and white, and like I mentioned, we love Harry Potter. So Mom had the idea that we could name them something to do with HP and moons slash astrology. So we've come <sighs> up with the names Luna and Lupin for girls and Lupin and Ferenz for boys. What? If you guys have any other ideas for what we could name them, I'd love to hear. Honestly, kind of a flex. They just kind of came up with the na- the best names there. They already did, but I, I think it's like, um, not celestial... Uh, but Dobby and Creature would be good. Hee <laughs> hee. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm, absolutely. It doesn't really fit their prompt, though. They wanted, like, a star-moon related. But again, mm. that really limits your field here. They've got the star and moon one. It, like, they, like, they picked Lupin. them already. Yeah, Luna Lupin, Lupin Ferenz. Yeah, they've got that. There's some good comments in here. I'm always a fan of getting to know the little beasts before naming. Mm-hmm. I did not name any of our four cats. Wait, hold on. I did not name any of our four cats and generally call them by something other than their names. <laughs> Wait, so did you ever give a name to the cat? Well, I mean, the, ca- cat? The, cat, the cat's name just becomes that then. Ah. I mean, I had a cat named Orange Cat. That's a good name for a cat. Yeah, and that was just her, her name was Orange Cat. That's good. I like that. Um, okay, so should, should I say Dobby and Creature? Okay. Dobby. I'm really thinking about that. I'm looking what through, about... I'm through, I'm looking through okay. a list of names looking for any other celestial-based mm. names, and none are jumping out at me. <laughs> what, if, what if I just put, what about Dobby and Creature, and then Smiley Face? <laughs> um, put something like, not not celestial, but but... What about not, Dobby and Creature, Smiley Face? I think that's good. But what about Dobby and <laughs> Creature, Smiley Face? <laughs> oh, but remember we saw that post on Reddit that was like scolding someone for using emojis because they're cringe? Oh, yeah. So be careful. It's your first post, okay. though, so I think it's okay. It's not an emoji. It's an emoticon. Oh, okay. So maybe maybe we're in the clear. I don't know if that person really had an opinion on on the difference between the two i could also use the slight smile emoji if you think no don't do it just just the smiley face Uh uh-huh oh what kind of grammar are we should we are we going all lowercase are we going just be natural just be you know just do do what you feel uh put a nose in that smiley though hit hit it with the up carrot carrot the up carrot okay uh there we go. Not celestial, but what about Dobby and Creature? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's a sincere suggestion. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm commenting. That is our first comment as Jack Sloper. Not celestial, but what about Dobby and Creature? Smiley face. Okay. Cool. Uh, heading back to new. <laughs> Let's see. Harry's return to Hogwarts at the end of Goblet of Fire is amazing. 
The scene after Voldemort is reborn, where Cedric and Harry both take the court key back to the tournament is amazing. The tone at the beginning of the scene as it slowly shifts, showing people slowly realizing that Cedric's body is dead just completely makes the scene great. That, we could, that's so true. There's zero comments on this. What if we just... Can we just comment yes on this? Um, I feel like we could add a little bit of flair, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It really felt like... Cedric was dead. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that the series... um. <laughs> uh, uh, changed in tone forever, something Ooh, like that. Oh, like, I it like really, that. Yes, yes, there's no yes. going back. Yeah, really a coming really of age moment for Harry. Like a, it really felt like a point of no return for the whole series. Very emotional. I cried. <laughs> I cry every time. I cried a lot. I cried a lot. I cried I cri a lot. Sad face. <laughs> okay, I think we, we should we should be careful. We should be sparing with the faces, maybe. Uh huh. Okay. How about? Yeah, it really felt like a point of no return for the whole series. Very emotional. I cried a lot. Yeah. Oh, uh, the soundtrack there. Is so good. Uh, you might get in a little bit of trouble if we've got some book snobs, though. Mmm, that's a good. Well, are they, are yeah. they referencing the movie specifically? I can't. I can't scene remember. The after it's very vague. They say the scene after Voldemort is reborn. Yeah. The tone. Ooh. Um. What if what if we stoke that fire? Oh. What if we say like okay. Yeah, it really felt like a point of no return for the whole series. Very emotional. I cried a lot. <laughs> does anyone else? Do P, does any? Do you prefer? What if we make them? Oh, say it. We say like, do you prefer the movie or book version of this scene? I love. I love that. Okay, hold on. Um, Op, do you prefer the movie or book version? of this scene okay we're upstanding members of this community to be honest all right there we go we've commented all right how's our I first post gonna... doing uh let's see i like Since that instant in... gratification yeah um i think this is a fairly slow moving subreddit uh overall so i we haven't i'll i'll, I'll let you know if we get a notification while we're doing this Imagination soars while reading. Hmm. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Whenever I read, I always picture myself there as well. And I'll stop and add my thoughts to what they're talking about <laughs> and really place myself in their world. Anyone else do the same? Um, yes, I oftentimes picture myself falling into Snape's fatherly arms. <laughs> Someone has already commented, yes, I always imagine myself right along with them throughout the series. Like as, a fourth, like as a fourth friend? Yeah, I guess so. The OP responds, who do you relate with most? So we, we've got to read the comments in these two because we might, we might be better off replying to comments as well. That's true. That is the strat. Oh, fuck. 
We did get a comment back oh! for names for our kittens. We just got it. Uh-oh. This is real time. Uh-oh. OMG, I love it. <gasps> I'm totally suggesting these to my parents tomorrow. <laughs> Wait, that's such a gimme, though. Everybody has a cat named Dobby on this subreddit. Holy fuck. Well, we got an upvote for it, and they liked our suggestion. Job so. well done. Jack Sloper, changing lives out here. <laughs> That's wonderful. They are yeah. cute names, which so it's a win-win. They are good names. They didn't. Co- they didn't seem to have any comment on our smiley face either way. Mm, thank God. And maybe that's what drew. Them, maybe that's what drew them to the comment. Yeah, I was a little nervous about that. Uh, let's see. Favorite Harry Potter quote. Wait. <laughs> Do you think, what the fuck is this? Do you think Hermione ever interacted with herself? What the fuck are you talking about? Like thinking? <laughs> oh, they're talking, okay. They're talking about, they're talking about the time turner. I was like, what the fuck? Oh. <laughs> Do you think Hermione was self-aware? No, I'm not so sure. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I wonder. Um, some people say that because of certain events, they think Harry could be immortal. What is the reasoning behind this? I've seen it mentioned in some threads, and I think it's really interesting, but I don't understand it. He's the master of death. He is the master of death. It's as simple as that. The top comment in this right now is there are a few ideas behind it. IMO, they're all dumb. <laughs> hmm. And then they list off the Elder Wand, the Deathly High. Yeah, the, they are the master of death. Um, hi, so my question is once again about the Order of the Phoenix, and it is, did Umbridge know Harry was having occlumency lessons? Thanks for all replies. Ooh, this is a good, yeah, this is a good one. We want, we want interactions from people who are desperate for replies, because we're desperate for replies. We want that karma. Um, I feel like there's just a factual answer to this, but I don't know it. I don't remember book five well enough. Um, she, uh, she didn't, I think. Because cause when Snape came in and Harry Harry gave him the coded message about Occlumency, he's like, I don't know. How about this? She definitely... Oh, remedial potions. That was what it was. She definitely suspected Dumbledore was doing... She had something going on, but she suspected. didn't know specifically what it was. Dumbledore had something going on, but she didn't know specifically what it was. Let's add something in about Snape here. Let's say like Snape was very smart. Mm. Snape was very Snape was very good at keeping secrets. Oh, he is. It's like Snape his job. Was very good at keeping secrets. Brackets. It was his job. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Let's go over to the hot topics section here. Ooh. Let's get into to one of the these threads that is. Um, a little hop in, maybe get into a, get into a conversation with someone here. Uh, top threads right now. Hagrid is described as the worst cook imaginable, but Harry's birthday cake was delicious. Um, in many instances from the books, the crew find themselves having to choke down Hagrid's terrible cooking. But in book one, when Hagrid gives Harry his birthday cake, Harry thinks it's wonderful. Rather than an inaccuracy, I say it's actually heartbreaking and touching. It was Harry's first birthday cake ever, an all-too-rare act of kindness, something done specifically for him, so it doesn't matter if it was actually a terrible cake because Harry can't cook. To Harry, it was delicious because of this. What are the popular comment threads in here? 
I'd like to think Hagrid just tried that hard to make it good. Maybe multiple times until he got it just right. Maybe he it, bought okay. it. Oh, shall we be, <laughs> shall we be controversial that might, here? That might be a little controversial. Um, and I guess I don't remember since book one was a long time ago. But I don't, like, did he, because it was like, I said, oh, but he wrote the name. No, that's just the movie that he. It's just the it movie wrong. that he spelled it wrong. Yeah. I feel like he bought it at Hogsmeade and then sat on it on his way. Ooh. Oh, so other people are saying this. I think you've got the foods mixed up. Harry called the sausages Hagrid was cooking in the fire. Wonderful. I think it's pretty hard to mess those up. I think I'm sure the cake was special, but now that I think of it, do we ever see Harry eat the birthday cake in the book? Hmm. I think Hagrid bought the cake. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we should spin up a theory here. I think he stopped Let's... in at Hogsmeade on his way out. So how do we present? Do we, so so do we do we do this in like a passive voice? So we say like, what if Hagrid stopped in at Hogsmeade and picked up a delicious cake from Madame Puddifoot's? Or we'd say like, I have a head cannon. How do we how do we like get attention on this one? I think that we um hmm. We could say like, I have a head cannon that Hagrid. Stopped off at Madame Puttyfoot's and got the cake. Or we could say, what if? Or we could do it like accusatory, like no OP. He bought the cake and just like completely unreasonably assert that that's what happened. There's a lot of options here. <laughs> we, can, we can be very Reddit and be like, I think it is, mo- it is most logical that Hagrid uh, <laughs> bought the cake on his way, considering that all of his other cooking was very bad. However, I think that the thought and the meaning behind it is the same smiley face Ooh, okay yeah can you like, s- like, say that like, to me again like be uh like i think it is most logical condescending but also agreeing yeah. with them yep i think it is most considering logical that comma i, I considering think that, it is, that is most logical comma considering that hagrid is always hagrid is always shown to be bad at cooking to be bad at cooking comma comma that he bought the cake on his way to pick up harry on his way to pick up harry but harry but uh considering it is one of the first acts of kindness i think it is meaningful either way (laughs) smiley face yes you can workshop the wording a little bit kindness Harry receives the meaning is impactful all the same. Smiley face. (laughs) I think it is most logical, considering that Hagrid has always shown to be bad at cooking, that he bought the cake on his way to pick up Harry. But considering it is one of the first acts of kindness Harry receives, the meaning is impactful all the same. Like I said, stand up members of this community already. Jack Sloper. That's right. Jack Sloper. All right. Comment placed. Okay, what else have we got? Let's do another one in hot. And then we'll then we'll come up well, then we'll cook up our own new thread. <laughs> mm. See, as a kid, I was always frustrated we didn't know about a astronomy class. I appreciate that most of the actors in the movie were just average looking kids instead of having the all too common model tier looks Hollywood demand. They're this all like a weird- eleven. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, insanely weird thing to say about children. <laughs> yeah, they didn't recruit them from, like, Tiger Beat magazine. <laughs> Why wash the House of Slytherin? What's the most cringy thing on the movies? 
Ooh, uh, easily the Ginny crouching down uh, to tie Harry's shoe scene. Yeah. Um, or, so or the smear frame at the end of Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, there's okay. So the, there, the OP is face blurs weirdly when attacked by Dementors. Harry and Voldemort falling, vigorously rubbing each other's faces in Deathly Hallows. <laughs> that is true. That does happen. That 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 does happen. Wonderful, they, Harry. Have I have I sent you that clip of like the the TV spot? No, the, it was like from the like the Thanksgiving like Thanksgiving with with Harry Potter marathon thing, and it's it like cuts to just the clip of Harry grabbing Voldemort by the back of the head as if to kiss him mm. and says, let's end this the way we started it, Tom, together. And then they jump off a cliff together. When does that happen? It's in this. It's in the last movie. It's insanely weird. Okay. He. It's, ve- it's very funny. Sure. Um, okay. Uh, shoelaces scene. That's the Ginny thing. Yeah. And then all the weird fog-like effects when the Death Eaters are flying. I don't think that's cringe. I don't think that's what cringe is. (laughs) Cringe doesn't mean anything anymore. Cringe just means I don't like it Mm. to a lot of people. Uh, Harry and Ginny Cookie. I don't know what that's referring to. It's the part where people get really mad about it. I I think it's in movie six, and they're Mm. like sitting on the couch. I think we liked that scene. And I think that she, oh. like, either feeds him a cookie or, like, passes it to him or, like, they're going to, like, they're having, like, a romantic moment, but Ron shows up to, like, sit between yes. them. Oh, it, I love that part. It's a great scene. People get, I've seen it referenced many times on the No, yeah, that's a great, bad. I remember now. Yeah, that's a great scene. Yeah, it is. It's, no, it's, 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 isn't it, like, Harry and Ginny are, like, having a moment and, like, Ron puts an entire cookie in his mouth to, like, yeah. stop himself from saying something? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great part. I love that. Um, let's see, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, uh, uh, crying in, in, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban makes me cringe. Well, that's just stupid. So this person is 13 years old. Should we, should we be toxic? That's the other option here. We could, we could just, we could just argue with someone. Uh, We can't get too many downvotes. We won't, they won't let us in Hufflepuff or whatever. We could go demon mode. Mm. Um, when Harry just snaps the Elder Wand... Uh, Harry Potter is dead. Death, Death Eater's laughing. I don't remember that part. Awkward Voldemort hug. Okay, I think I think we might be out of our depth in this one. I think a lot. I think too many people have commented on this. Um, with we all, could with do. All the parts. We could do the um scene that everyone gets mad about. That's um Harry using Lumos uh in the beginning of Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, I don't mm. think it's cringe. But we, but we're not here to say our own opinions. We're here to to get karma, right? Let's and I see think if anyone's done that. Nobody yet. likes that one because it's like cringe. They didn't read the book. Cringe. Yeah. It's like kind of a masturbation joke. Yeah. Okay. A masturbation joke, and they didn't read the book. That's yeah. like the ultimate cringe. That's a really good idea i'm just scrolling to make sure no one else i don't think anyone else has said that one yet which is that's great for us because that that always gets a lot of engagement mm-hmm. when people when people bring that up okay let's concoct our comment a oh this is gonna hurt me because i love this movie <laughs> a lot of people uh love the third movie mm. but 
I always cringe <laughs> at the opening scene when Harry is practicing Lumos in his room. How do we want to continue from there? I feel like that's that's just good. You don't want to. You don't want to. You, you, you want to keep all that other stuff in the back I, pocket. I, I'm in case just worried all that stuff is going to give the game away. Okay, a lot of people love the third movie, but I always cringe at the opening scene when Harry is practicing Lumos in his room. What if we tag like a WTF on there? Like, um, what if we do like a a sort of th- like this? Uh, I I want to like tie it into being like hard for people who haven't read the books, like or like it's like misleading because oh, people yeah. love that. It's like it doesn't it doesn't make sense if you've read the books and is confusing if you haven't if you've yeah if you've read the books it makes no no sense exclamation mark and even in the movie vernon says he knows that harry can't do magic that harry can't do magic so that's a that's a plot hole. There we go. People love the word <laughs> plot hole. How about that? That sounds great. Okay. Comment. All right. Think about it. Reddit's being very slow. I wonder wonder if our comments are too powerful. Um, let's head on over to back to the front page here, and we're gonna make our own thread. This is the big leagues. <laughs> Now we've just used a really good one. Mm. Um, we we've already used. Uh, uh, has anyone else noticed that in uh, in in the third movie, Harry <laughs> cast a spell at the beginning? So we can't do that. <laughs> yeah, we could have even started it with sorry, sorry, this is already even posted. We oh, oh we have you know should we do a Snape one? Should we just go for the obvious and just I, do like a... Here's the, here's the trap for me, which is that I am will swiftly move into wanting to sincere post. Because I, <laughs> I just want to fix everyone's brains a little bit. But that's such a juicy... If we, we, could, we could piss so many people off immediately just by starting with, sorry if this has been posted before. But, <laughs> We're trying like... to get karma, not give it away. <sighs> How much karma do we have right now? We only have two right now. I think karma takes a while to build up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really tough out there. <laughs> what do you? What do we? Okay, what are our options? We could we could do a Snape post. That's like the bomb, right? Like like, I, I can't decide if that's what we should open with or whether we should save that for some some point later. Mm-hmm. Um, we could do. Has anyone anyone noticed that the second task would be a bad spectator sport? We could do... I kind of want to make a brand new post. I'd like to post something that none of these people have ever okay. seen before. Okay. <laughs> and I feel like we've talked about Harry Potter for, uh, let's see. Two Like, calcu- two years. calculator app. 120-ish episodes. This will be episode 124. 120. Oh, I have a keyboard with no numbers on it. <laughs> 120 times so about 240 hours so i'd hope we could come up with like a new post that nobody's seen before okay what 
what's what's something that would get some attention? Start some fights. Or I guess I guess we we can zoom out as I zoom out even further than that. Do we think the best way to get the attention would be being controversial, or do we want to like just make like the most saccharine post possible that everyone will agree with? Like some really obvious or or dopey read on a scene, maybe. Hmm. I'm I'm too big brained for this. <laughs> My brain's broken. Yeah. So yeah. That's perfect. Give me a topic and we'll and we'll come up with something. Oh, let's okay. Um I mean it could still be Snape related. I mean What's we've Snape- said a lot of stuff. I'm sure we could pull something out of our hat that we've talked about. But the problem is that, that 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 again, we don't want to give the game away and also our takes are too big brain for, for the subreddit, I think. <laughs> and, like if we talked about like Dumbledore and Great Man theory or whatever, I think we'd just get a bunch of what the fuck are you talking about? Um, you know? I think I think we've got a I think I think we've got a we we've got a massage something here, you know. Okay, okay. It's either that or we just like put our own spin on a classic. Like, yeah, let's like, try that. What what's a okay. cl- what's a classic we can put our own spin on? Okay. The Snape yeah, one is obvious. <laughs> Snape one b- big banger always. Um we could do um has anyone noticed that Dementors are a metaphor for depression? We could do does anyone I mean uh uh the Goblet of Fire did, did you harry did you put your name in the goblet of fire how come the students uh uh all go to the shrieking shack even though there's ghosts there why why do ghosts keep them away from the shrieking shack even though there are ghosts at the castle mm. um, i'm just rattling off all of the classic posts i i'm thinking of does anyone else think that umbridge is a scarier villain than voldemort um um uh, we do something Dobby related. Does anyone else love Dobby? I love creature Dobby. or do- we creature or Dobby. Ask people to choose between creature or Dobby. We could um, we could ask about the deleted scene from Deathly Hallows with the very good acting. Uh, let's ask a question. Okay. The question yes. is. Did Harry free creature? Oh yes! Oh, I love that. Oh, we could say I was I was listening to Harry Potter and the Sacred. Text, God damn it! And they and they said, I, t- I told you we get one in one hundred and twenty three episodes. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Title. How do we want to? Fr- what, Did what, Harry what's free our- creature? Just, just did Harry free creature? Yeah. Plain and simple. Yep. Did Harry? Did Harry free creature? Question mark. I was reading Deathly Hallows. I was reading Deathly Hallows. And couldn't help but notice the transformation that creature went through. Transformation, perfect. I love that. That creature went through. Did Harry free creature? I mean, that's the real question. Free creature? I think that's the real question. Real question. Does a locket... 
count as clothing. <laughs> what else? I feel like we've got to like kind of come out, kind of flesh this out a bit. Mm. We've got we've got to have like a um a, a, a more a bigger op here. I think I'm looking for anything on the creature um uh, I wiki. Gonna, I was gonna notice. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go to Wikipedia, normal Wikipedia. I'm gonna search up locket. <laughs> a locket is a pendant. According to Wikipedia, a locket is a pendant that opens to reveal a space used for storing a photograph or other small items, such as a lock of hair. Lockets are generally worn on chains around the neck and often hold a photo of the person who gave the locket, or they could form a. <laughs> I, can, I can just like quote, like block quote this, and say, "Does a does a locket count as clothing because you wear it?" Yeah, I think that that's a good thing to put in there just because it feeds into the like is a is a hamburger a sandwich type exactly type that's stuff. that's what I'm thinking here right like we want to we want to to stoke these comments mm-hmm. does a locket count uh, uh, more specifically. Does a locket count as clothing? According to Wikipedia. Okay, I was reading Deathly Hallows and couldn't help but notice the transformation that Creature went through. Did Harry free Creature? More specifically, does a locket count as clothing? According to Wikipedia, and then I include the block quote mm-hmm. of what a locket is. Um, uh, Wikipedia says... Lockets are worn just like clothes are worn. So does that technically mean that creature is free? Uh, I haven't finished the book yet. So no spoilers, (laughs) please. (laughs) So no spoilers, please smiley face i think that's lovely you think that do you think that's 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 all we need yeah i think that's our full post okay short and sweet all right uh nobody's gonna read anything more than that add flair discussion no wait question question post title question okay apply mark is a spoiler no mark is not safe for work no uh community does not allow the original content tag all right, posting it. Great, very free creature. I just want you to know that creature on the Harry Potter wiki, his stats. Mm. It says he was born between thirteen fifty one and nineteen seventy nine. Which I'm Somewhere gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and say it's a pretty wide, wide range. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I think technically that's true of all the characters. <laughs> somewhere they were born somewhere in there. Yeah. Okay, so we've our thread is posted. Um, I hope we get some good answers. Yeah, I hope we get some. You know, I you never know with the Harry Potter sub- subreddit because it's it's a little slow, uh-huh. but it is also quite big. How much karma do we have now? But we still just only have the one. Oh, but we already have an upvote on did Harry free creature? Really? Yeah. So why? So that's popping. All right, let's. Um. Let's 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 do like one or two more comments just to pad things out here. Yeah. 
Um, just to, just to get our, 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 cover our bases, get some more karma. There's a thread posted right before ours called the boy who lived turns 40. They have no OP. That's just the title. Should I just say yes? Happy birthday. Or <laughs> wait, did he just turn? Is Harry oh, canonically oh, would turn 40 today. tomorrow? Tomorrow. Yeah. Happy birthday, Ooh, Harry. That means, huh? Happy birthday, Harry. Happy birthday, Harry. Happy birthday, Harry. <laughs> Comment. Perfect. Maybe this this whole exercise is going to help my posting dysfunction. If I suddenly start <laughs> tweeting a lot, this is why. <laughs> Details. Did anyone notice at the beginning of Half-Blood Prince movie that on the newspaper Harry was reading, it said, when VIW backstage passes. Isn't that amazing? It's attention. Oh, this is great. Did anyone notice in the beginning of Half-Blood Prince... On the newspaper Harry was reading, it said, win VIW backstage tickets for the first 10 lucky readers? Isn't the attention to detail amazing where they changed VIP to VIW? I just noticed this during one of the times I have been intrigued to read what is on one of many of the newspapers shown. Wow, that's a mouthful. Um, ooh, I have a perfect comment for this. Mm. Yes. Did you also notice that when Dumbledore appears... <laughs> the ad the ad behind him is no, covered up no. <laughs> to say our man Matt and uh magic our ma magic man uh just another incredible little detail in the cinematic version of the Wizarding world smiley face. It's a lot of smiley faces. Ah, uh, I just think we're. I think Jack Sm Sloper is a smiley kind of guy. I think that's true. You're right. I think he's just a friendly, a friendly face mm -hmm. in the crowd. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, I finally finished reading the book series, Day Out at the Zoo. I was out at the zoo with my family the other day and went to the snake exhibit. Oh, they did an in-character post. Okay, boring. Not good. Yeah, we're not here to RP today. No, we're not RPing. Maybe, Maybe one I mean, day. we are Jack Sloper, so we sort of are, but... <laughs> I have that... I guess that, that Twitter account I made for Jack Sloper is technically an RP account <laughs> in a very abstract sense. It's true. Um, okay. Do you think we should leave it there? Do you want to leave one more comment? What do you think? Do we, are we still at two two upvotes? Still only at two karma. So the, I don't, like I said. I don't really know how Reddit works. So if someone downvotes one of our posts, do we just go back down to one? Yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah. Tough breaks. Yeah, tough break. Uh, we're also still the newest thread, though. Mm. So our, we'll, we'll have a, a decent bit of visibility here. I also think that asking did fairy free creature is genius. <laughs> like, like that is the, the, the potential for volatility in this thread. Also, our dumb hot dog is a sandwich bait with the locket <laughs> thing. I think I think it's a good, good first thread that we've come up with here. Yeah. And at the very least, we should just get answers, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what people's answers are. Okay, I'd say let's go back to hot and leave one more comment somewhere. Mm -hmm. 
Are there any Snape threads kicking around today in, oh, in New? Oh, yeah, actually, let's, let's go to, let's search for Snape in Harry Potter. Sort by New. Uh, okay, there's a thread called Snape. <laughs> there's a thread called Snape. And the body of the post is, Snape is the best character, but you are not ready for this talk. <laughs> Comments. My favorite. I see no lies. You're absolutely right. A great view, but ready for be ready for backlash. True. Holy fuck, someone wrote an essay in here. Uh. He's, he's not my ultimate favorite, but I do love his character. He's complex, and there's often, as in pretty much every day, a thread arguing about the morality of Snape. I don't think he's a good... Okay, so they, they just have a big... Um, you could post like, "I love a well-written gray character." Oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> There's a comment that's got enough downvotes that that it's hidden, mm-hmm. and it's it's the comment is, uh, "Snape was a creepy racist incel stalker," but the uh, the username is "fuck Jesus." <laughs> just. just <laughs> Really, really creative people are okay. Very okay. chaotic. Uh, what? So, what are we saying? I love a well-written gray character. Mm-hmm. Written gray character. Uh, gray morality character. Just gonna make it make no sense. Gray morality character. Snape is my favorite. Is my favorite. Um. Toss something in there, else in there. He's he is just like Zuko or something. <laughs> no, that's we'll get down votes for that. Okay, no Zuko. No, we can't go okay. there. Not in this volatile time uh, okay. for for Avatar. <laughs> okay, all right. So just I love a well written gray morality character. Snape is my favorite. I think that's beautiful. Perfect. Okay. Okay. I love a well-written gray morality character. Snape is my favorite. Perfect. Jack Sloper shaping up to be um, an incredible <laughs> contributor to the Harry Potter fandom. Mm-hmm. But I guess now we just kind of have to sit back and wait, you know? Yeah. The, 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 you know, the trap is set. And now all we have, all we can do is hope that we will get, get some some sweet sweet karma and eventually get into one of the houses it's kind of a lot of work yeah post hey posting <laughs> posting is work uh-huh posting is difficult work uh-huh. I, I can t- i can tell you that yeah um oh i'm excited we might need to play around with our profile a bit too let me let me just check and see what are what have we got for comments um Dobby and Creature comment. That got some upvotes. It's a good suggestion. Yeah. She definitely is back to Dumbledore. A lot of people love the third movie. We got one upvote on our comment about the third movie. Okay, so things are, things are looking up. <laughs> really? Ooh, we got, hold on. We have we have a new, a new, we have a comment on Did Harry Free Creature. Oh, thank God. Creature went through a transformation because Harry actually treated him with respect compared to Sirius's treatment of Creature. But the main reason was that the one order his beloved master gave him that Creature was unable to fulfill. Harry promised to find and destroy the locket and actually utilize Creature's help in doing so. Harry also gave Regulus's locket to Creature, 
which mean which meant a lot to him and because his most valuable and became his most pr- valuable and prized possession all of this changed the way creature viewed harry from filthy half-blood to somebody who would help him and also valued his help so i'm gonna respond to this but did he free him <laughs> Yes, but did he? Oh, no, okay, I gotta, I gotta be nice. You have gotta... to, pr- you have to protect our upvotes because we need to yeah. get into the common rooms. Thank you for that lovely explanation. I missed. That sounds so that... sarcastic. Okay, thank, <laughs> thank you. I was a little confused. There you go. Um, I still wonder, though, if Creature is technically free, depending on if... <laughs> God damn it. On if a locket is clothing? How's that? It's a it's a thin line, but I think it's all right. All right. Well, we've commented on that. Oh, this, getting these replies in real time is so so interesting. I appreciate the answer. Yeah. Factual. Oh, they they also they also uh, replied to their first reply saying it's been a long time since I read the book, so I'm not sure if I remember the the events correctly. Okay, we've got a helpful a helpful friend here. Yeah, I willing appreciate to, that. Willing to help us out. I'm going to upvote them. Yeah. Uh, for those lovely comments. All right. So I'm going to, I think I will like keep an eye on this. Maybe, maybe we can make some, you know, workshops and comments over the, the weekend and stuff mm-hmm. and, and keep on, keep on stoking the, the flames a bit. And then we'll, we'll, we'll check back in at the end of uh, next week's episode. Wonderful. On how, on how Jack's doing. All right. For now though, I think we should probably take it to the close. What do you how say? How much karma do we need? Like 150? Yeah. We need quite a bit of karma. We've it's got quite like a five. Um, it's a lot of work. If you want to go to the house, where's the house subreddit's rules stuff? Yeah, I can't remember. It's quite a bit. I know it's like two hundred if you want Slytherin. Uh, and like it, like they they're it gets increasingly they they're kind of like a ranking system in a weird way, which feels counter to the point of the housing system. But whatever. All right. Um. Yeah, I think I think we should let let Jack Sloper rest for now and then check in on him in a little bit mm-hmm. um, and take it to the close. Sounds good to me. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can check them out on Bandcamp. You can check us out at patreon.com slash streetcast, where we have lots and lots of fun content there for you, all for the low, low price of $3 a month. We're talking about visual novels. We're talking about YA novels. We're talking about Taylor Swift. We gave her a 10 out of 10. Do not do not send us scary pictures of her as a demon, please. Um, and Liz, what are we reading next week? Uh, we are reading chapter 13. It's called the Muggle Born Registration Commission. Ooh. So I'm feeling some more politics. I coming. think it's politics. I think they're going to save the wife. Maybe. Maybe. They're going to try. I think we're going to see some scary politics. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, even if politics really scare you, please read another book. Please read another book. But there's a lady here that 
water makes ocean roar seem tame. Better know what you're after if you catch your eye. Cause this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.